Hey, this is Chris with Cycle Source Magazine, and welcome to episode 84 of Shop Talk. This week on Shop Talk, we sit down with world traveler Beaner, who is getting ready for the Wharf Rat Rally and the good work he does in the community up there. We also have a quick check-in from Xavier Muriel of Providence Cycle, who is live on the shakedown ride for the Golden Bolt Show in California. Paul Weidman of Bare Knuckle Machining joins us to talk about TMMR and the BC Moto Invitational that he's invited to as a builder. It's a great show, so get ready. Remember, rate and review us, share us on social media, but most importantly, Shop Talk is live every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay, scooter tramps and chopper jockeys all across the land. It is 9 Eastern Standard Time-ish, 9 on the East Coast. That means it's time for another episode of Shop Talk. I'm your host, Chris Callen. I'm joined by the lovely Heather. Hiya. Twice. Oh. Yeah, you, you need Sorry. a microphone. Twice in one week. I'm obviously uh, not prepared. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Hey, um, also joining us for the second week in a row... Mark Persichetti sitting off to my right. What's up, baby? Boy, is this going to cost you. (laughs) Add it to the bill. Ladies and gentlemen, the angry elf sits in. Always happy to be here. Hey, but you got some uh, you got some neat perspective this week. I mean, we're going to start off real quick just talking about you walked in telling me some incredible news from the Meekum auction. Yeah, yeah. Spent uh, spent a good bit of time last night with my dad in front of the TV, which is always entertaining, and uh, caught the... The Crocker small tank bidding deal, which was unreal. Like to to sit and watch that, you know, to be into motorcycles and see something old and into old stuff, and was it was awesome. I mean, they didn't expect it to sell for nearly what it sold for, and the guy was totally blown away that he got what he wanted, and just just it was it was cool as hell. Yeah. So right here it says the the estimate coming into the auction was three hundred to three hundred and fifty thousand, and go ahead and tell everybody what that actually seven hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. Jesus, we were blown away. I mean, it was big number stuff last night. Ferraris, GT uh, GT ones, uh, Porsches, old Porsche SUVs. Uh, it was just crazy, and then this motorcycle comes up, and you're thinking, ah, you know, you rarely see a motorcycle. And the cool part about it, in the background through the whole thing, was Captain America. So oh, had right it sitting on. off in the background, and almost every shot that, that they took, you could see that bike sitting there. So yeah. for that thing to come up and sell it, that kind of money was, it was pretty cool. Right on, man. So, hey, that was... Uh that was a little quick start to the show that that we don't normally do, but I do want to tell you, Shop Talk's coming to you live every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, courtesy of the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney Studios. We appreciate Russ Brown helping us bring this program to you every week, and this is a uh, this is a program where we don't want you just to be an observer. We want you to get involved, and during the show, you'll see that we bring up the uh, the comments, concerns. Everybody's excited that Mark's here. We have a lot of high marks, and uh, of course, I can't see them. Camel says you look taller. I've been working (laughs) on Camel, you know, since the last time he saw me, which was like what nine years ago. Because he didn't go to Sturgis, right? Right. You'll never live it down, right? Sturgis was off the hook this year. That was last week. If you guys didn't happen to catch our show. We had the uh, the Sturgis wrap like yesterday at two. It was it was Sunday actually. So I can I can technically say that that was last week they're all mondays (laughs) 
So yeah, man. Uh, every Thursday, make sure you hit the share button. Make sure you hit the follow thing. Do all that. Um, Shop talk does t- come to you live through Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter Live, Twitch TV, and then after the fact, we follow it up with a podcast that lives forever. All of it lives forever, but the podcast is not live. You can catch that on YouTube or Google Play through any of your Apple or Android devices. And how do you remember all of that? I have no, I just fell asleep halfway through that. Well, see, I spend like 375,000 hours in front of the computer putting this shit together. And <laughs> wow, some of it sticks. He just said that out loud, <laughs> right? Hey, speaking of, speaking of that, like, you know, none of us here, everybody, everybody sitting at this panel right now, crazy, crazy amount of talent and different stuff, you know, like it really takes an entire village to make all of this stuff happen all the time. You know what I mean? And we don't ever look for credit. We're not the credit grabber types. And like, you know, we go about the work and the work is the work. And you know, the, the gratification comes from the little things along the way. But dude, today, cause one of our guests, our first guest of the night actually is Paul Weidman from bare knuckle choppers. And Paul, a bunch of years ago was involved with a book with us called custom bike building basics. So in pre-show, we're looking to build the assets and stuff for Paul to be on the show. And I'm grabbing pictures from everywhere. And I came across this book on Amazon and I did something that I never, never do. I started reading reviews on the book and, (laughs) and listen, there was, there was maybe a hundred of them that were great. Right. And that one prick, there's always one. (laughs) Usually it's me though. I know, I know. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm checking to see if this was an alias that you were using because the, the guy just went I cannot on to tell say a lie. Some, some shit like, you know, um, he doesn't believe that I've ever built a bike. I probably paid it some. It could have possibly been. It could have been you. I know. <laughs> it, sound, it sounds so much like you. Anyway, man, a um, lot to get to tonight. We already told you Paul is our first guest tonight. Then second on the hour, we're going to bring in Beaner. Um, Beaner is truly... A motorcycle gypsy and uh continues. in pennsylvania or wasn't uh, he was he yeah. was i called him this morning that's how this happened i called him up i was like dude you're in the neighborhood you're yeah. not stopping in he's usually like in a, in a state for like a minute anyway so so a lot to get to tonight but uh as typical fashion for shop talk we usually like to start this thing off with a little thing called the news hmm. a little bit First up in the news tonight, Harley-Davidson announces its lineup and and new items for 2020 model year. Um, Lots of stuff to talk about here, even though there's only a few motorcycles. There's three new CVOs that you can see up on the screen right now. Uh, The Livewire, obviously, that we've all talked about plenty. Mm -hmm. There's a new Road Glide Limited, which I'm sure is going to be super badass. This right here, the Reflex Defensive Rider System. Um, Say that three times fast. I'm not what yet prepared to talk about reflexes. Apparently, it does almost everything that you would be too dumb to do. <laughs> so, I'm not going to say a whole bunch. Other Let's just than, skip over. That other than yet. that, right now, we're going to come back to that. I promise you. Next week, the thing I do want to talk about this week is for all the people who have the questions and concerns about Harley Davidson and you know where they're going and whether or not they're hitting the mark. I present to you humbly the Lowrider S because this thing is bad, bad ass. And, you know, as far as like, you know, modern styling and, you know, things people are looking at for outreach, this bike, this bike is totally cool. So we give them kudos for that. Comes with the 114 inch motor. Um, you know, part of the new Softail family. 
Um, lots of great features. And like I said, the sort of stunt bike styling goes along with it, sort of reminiscent of the early 80s lowrider in color. The only thing that I believe will be a, uh, a, a, a catch point for this is the fact that it's $18,000. Yeah. And I mean, I you know, we're still on the steep end. It is a little bit, especially, I mean, like I said, they're really nailing it on the, uh, on the outreach as far as the, the demographic they're going yep. after with that design. We haven't got one on the ride yet. Yeah. I blame you, Mark. Why do you blame me? I just, I haven't yelled at anybody. Harley you're, Davidson yet. you're not a team player. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's not only going to get any worse, but <laughs> it certainly isn't getting better. Yeah. What about you, Blondie? Let's what do we see. got in from social media so far? Uh, Mark V is in the house. He hasn't watched us in quite a bit. I thought he had completely abandoned ship. Jim Watson is here. Hey, Jim. We hey. haven't seen you in forever. Oh, hey, Jim. Jim, you're due for a visit. Hey, can somebody please introduce me to Jim again? <laughs> <laughs> Ditch is here, but she's only here for the men. Oh, boy. Well, hey. Um, she's not stupid. Oh, poor Ditch. We miss Ditch and Sturgis. <laughs> yeah. Ditch, we miss you. Hope you're well. Um Brian Nichols, lowrider, looks very cool. Missy Shoemaker, Michael loved the one he rode around in Sturgis. Um, Brenda and Jack are here. Everybody's here. Well, almost. Uh, Dan Starkey, looking forward to seeing you guys in Tennessee. And then everybody else is showing their adoration for Mark. I thought you were going to say ass. I really did. Since I can't see you guys, hi to everybody who's saying hello. Here you go. Uh, now they can see you great there you go i meant like i can't (laughs) see who's all coming up on the screen so Um, i haven't moved up to yet having my own screen because they they gave me a microphone though we gotta give you a cell phone we gotta give you that that means i gotta pull it out oh he pulled it out i pulled it out. he pulled it out jerry Mm. jerry he pulled it out (laughs) i think it moved Okay. Yeah, it's going to be that kind of show. Summer so, George. <laughs> Summer right. George, Jerry. Let's jump back into the news. Curtis Motorcycles, who we reported on earlier this year with uh, unveiling an electric motorcycle, is stepping up their game with this second announcement. Um, yeah, this is super interesting. It is kind of interesting. I mean, let, let's let's get over the fact that we've talked electric motorcycles to death, and we're not even going to get into that part of this. But this particular, the Curtis Motorcycle Company's Zeus 8 motorcycle design is actually made with 3D printing technology. And, and it's not a Lego. Right? It kind of looks well, like it could be a Lego. It looks a little like a Lego, but, but it's it, so cool, though. Like the, the, the fact that they're actually... Uh, BMW, you were saying, yeah. BMW mm-hmm. uses some 3D uh, printing parts already. And, like, how cool is that, that actually 3D printing parts that you're you're utilizing now? It's yeah. awesome. And that's, like, you know, look looking into the future ball, or the f- crystal ball of the future, the future ball, the future ball. Do you have future balls? The future left balls. one is the future Wait. ball. The right one's the past. Oh. Um, let's leave let, that one alone. Yeah, let's move on. Um, but looking into the crystal ball of the future, like you can imagine someday, like everybody having in their house a 3D printer. And when you want to go, like like today we go to Amazon and you're yep. Amazon Prime and you have everything tomorrow. You can just print it? You would just print it. Hey, you would they, just they, print shit. Like, do you know they're actually printing human organs now? You stop now. Seriously, it's crazy. It's we a, like, we had know. actually talked about before that they were talking about instead of buying certain toys for your kids for Christmas, this 3D printer being in your home and you order it, you buy right. the, you know, you, it, and it prints the present out for you right there. I mean, that's you get, all that you get one program. 
Yeah. Huh. You know what I mean? And imagine, like, instead of kids just tearing through shit and it's yep. over in a minute, they'd sit there and watch the printer go, bzzz, bzzz. Yep. wonder what I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I that's awesome. Print. Hey, me, I would have got the printer, I would have taken it apart, it would have never worked again. Right. So. All mm. right, so... Uh, it is super cool. Anyway, it does have a titanium chroma... Chromoly frame? Is, did I say that right? Titanium yeah. chromoly? Titanium chromoly. There you go. And it's 217 horsepower yeah. with a mere asking price of $75,000. Okay, you lost me there. Yeah, and again, you got to ask yourself. I mean, it's cool, the technology, the, the 3D printing, the... the you know, now battery operated everything, but what's the battery cost? How long oh, is the battery cost? Those, those are still the unanswered yeah, questions of the electronic it, rev- revolution. It's something you, know? you almost have to wait five years to see how it's going to work yep. out. And you hate the damn the whole thing. It's a great idea. And it's awesome that technology is getting to this level. But man, it makes you question if you spend that 75 grand, what happens in five years? You know, yep. where do you go? And, and on top of that, we need to get one just so we can figure out how to tear it apart and do something cool to it. So, so uh, this next segment comes to us from the Buffalo Chip. It's one of my favorite segments. It's Batshit Crazy News. Batshit Crazy News. <laughs> okay, so any Eurostar just contains a, a, a just absolute cornucopia of Batshit Crazy Ooh, News. that was from, a good word. From Sturgis and specifically the Buffalo Chip. But this is one of our favorite things every year, the Sturgis Buffalo Chip, after the rally, Announces their lost and found. This is the 2019 lost and found from the Buffalo Chip. That means after the people leave the party, the shit that they leave behind starts off with a whole friggin' fridge. Thanks for the memories, no regrets. No, it says thanks for the memories. Memories. No regrets. So I'm guessing that guy's a tattoo artist somewhere. Yeah, yeah. No he rag- was eating, <laughs> dude, he was eating a Milky Way. Leave him alone. Die fur. <laughs> <laughs> A non-lead sled found next to the info board at Camp Zero. Yeah, there you go. It is a non-lead yes, sled. Yes, it is. A That's a plastic sled. sled. Oh, dude, we should do plastic, plastic sled customs. Oh, boy. We can go. 3D print I, everything. We could. There's my favorite. Anal Not just anal-ease. Slow down there, pal. Oh, Cherry anal It's got to be flavored. Right? God, I so, just had a horrible flashback <laughs> of flip. I want to know who picked that up. Uh, and if they have, I want to like, know who dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that under hot seat? I don't get it. No, oh, I know it's warming. The hunks, it's warming hunks for of the both. show. It's warming for both. Rib for her pleasure, but warming for warming both. Warming for both, right. Um, hunks uh, hot seat wristbands. Well, Which this was, was found, found next right to next to the anoise. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, well, go for it. <clears throat> God, I'm going to die. Caution tame. The crime scene had been violated. I want to know who left a whole chopper. <coughs> Wait, I didn't get to that. Oh, sorry. You're ruining the Real surprise. Nice. Great. This is why we can't have nice things. A ton of tents and pop-ups in various states of disrepair. <laughs> An entire toilet paper chopper. I want to know, did they come back to get the chopper? I'm questioning. Yeah. There might be a guy under all that toilet paper. A bunch of beds. Ooh. A few places to make yourself comfy. A lazy boy. Toiletries. Who an entire lazy boy to start this. Hey, first off, who brought dude wipes? Right, yeah. right. If you if you get caught at the Sturgis Black Hills Classic with, with dude, wipes, dude wipes, you need your ass kicked. <laughs> you need anoes. <laughs> and I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying you shouldn't use them. Well, you just shouldn't get caught with them. You definitely shouldn't, you, right? More people should use them. Hey, it looks like the tire that we had the flathead in. Right? Huh. Scuzzy old tire. Your oh, guide boy. to the best party anywhere. Living Dead's beer pong table. Oh, boy. Regular beer pong table. 
a lovely bunch oh, of coconuts. Coconut. Somebody lost their nuts. A freaky tiki torch and some dirty pillows, which that's just. Yeah, that's just, yeah. Ah, uh, swim, swim, swum. A beach ball with a thing for bondage. Obviously. <laughs> you know that came from Patterson's trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of pool floaties. One looks flat. Uh, native and exotic wildlife species. Do you see what it says? Derek's there? bitch. <laughs> wow. I'm not even going there. You know, I'm questioning that. <laughs> A rat's hole mug. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg, Dude, right on. They were tossing this shit out at his show like everybody had a Snoop Dogg $100 bill. Man, need some bling. Motorcycle armrest. Volbeat t-shirt. Mm. Some soiled sandals. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And that's why you wear sandals when you go into the showers, boys okay. and girls. Somebody right there. left that guy there? A cardboard cutout <laughs> whose vest reads, R.I.P. Matt McKenzie, Sturgis 2019. There, as we can tell, this Matt in the cutout, and Matt passed away a motorcycle accident in July, possibly en route to Sturgis. Godspeed, Matt. Well, and they left him there. <laughs> Somebody should have took the guy home with him. Nerf football, two small wooden mallets, Joe Melky, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> a Bikini Beach marker masterpiece. Ooh, that's pretty cool. A Renaissance mannequin, and the list goes on and on. What uh, the? Okay. Oh, sweet Jesus. Okay, apparently I didn't see the whole. <laughs> I don't even want to know. <laughs> hey, there's the other half. Go fast, don't die. Except you, bitch. Yeah, apparently <laughs> she didn't make it. Flamingo socks. Oh, also from the Led Sled trailer. I think, no, I think those were Tyler Porter's. Oh, my God. Okay, so in any event, thank you for, for to our friends from the Buffalo Chip for uh, lightening up the evening because, man, that's that's. One of our favorite. I wish everyone in, at every rally would start to do one of those because yeah, it's badass. that would be great. All right. Uh, moving it might be on. scary sometimes, though. It is. It would always be scary. Moving on to some feel-good news. A 91-year-old man still enjoys riding his Harley. How cool is that? Uh, Bob Miller on his Harley-Davidson Triglide in front with his sons from left Mark, Mike, and Matt on their Triglides at Parkersburg City Park. Um. You know, simple, simple advice right here. Wherever the, whenever the spirit moves you, get up and go. So yeah. I liked that he rode his first bike in '41, and then in, and it was a Harley, and then, oh geez, I forgot. In '47, <laughs> he bought his first Harley for fifty dollars. Yeah, yeah, and fifty dollars. Think, think about this. Back in those days, and it was probably a knucklehead, right? Even at even yeah. at fifty dollars. Back in those days, each dealer would actually keep a payment book. Yep. That's how people would buy a motorcycle. So for $50, that guy would go in every payday and yep. make like a $5 payment. Yep, like a small That's you know? crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome, though. Yep. So uh, congratulations. Ninety-one. Hope- Mark said earlier that he needs to hook up with Gloria. They need to go get yeah, some like coffee. Yeah, right? like coffee or something like right. that. You know, that'd be awesome. <laughs> It looks could like he might be able to keep up, up with her. Could you imagine pulling up to a red light next to those two? Like they pull oh up next God. to you, and you'd be like, Psh, "Okay, I'm a sissy." I'd be like, "I'm nothing." Yeah, I'm I whine because I was tired on the way home from work today. You know what I mean? <laughs> this dude's 91. He's still riding. I, I had trouble rides, walking up the steps to my house this afternoon. He rides almost every weekend. Like that's, uh, that's, that's great, man. More power to him. That's great. So. um this is this is pretty cool in the news this week. Uh, a lot of these do-it-yourself kind of shops have been popping up, and they're actually like more than do-it-yourself. A more appropriate name would be a community garage. Um, 
And there's a lot of those lately, huh? Yeah, and we've we've reported on quite a few of these across the country. They're starting to be, you know, really popular. But this one in specific, I think the the rent on this place is is thirty dollars. Is that what his the particular membership they're talking about is thirty dollars for three months? But they also hold seminars and classes, and they teach you the whole everything about your motorcycle, and then they give you the power to fix it yourself. Yeah. So. Right I mean, the, the nice thing about this, on top of having somebody knowledgeable at, at your disposal, usually there's, you know, some community tools. There's, there, there's a, They are all community tools. So everything yeah. you need to work on your motorcycle is there already, which is pretty impressive. So tell them, Blondie, what's the name of this place where you can find some more stuff about it? Um, Dunn Lewis is the name of the, they call it a motorcycle repair club. It is in uh, Northeast D.C., I yep. believe. Let me, uh, yeah, I'll post a link to it and to the article so people can find it. That came from the, the DCist. The DCist. Was our source on that. So, hey, um, before we get to our first guest of the evening, I'm going to remind you guys one more time. We're coming to you through the courtesy of the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney Studio, which we sit in right now, 27 levels below the street at Cycle Source Magazine headquarters. Um, every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we're going to take. A quick two minutes and do some business for the show. We'll be right back with you. I want you Sunday. I want you Monday. I want you Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I want you blonde hair. We're back again for another edition of the Let's Let's Sports Show, this time here in Camp Zero, right across from Buffalo Chip. And we're going to show you why, once again, the sports are the best Harley Davidson ever built. Races his once again the versatility of the Sportster, top notch. A couple of my favorites here at the show, and very, very different. Back here, we have like a tracker, scrambler, uh, all around bike. Obviously, this guy rides it all over the place. It's set up to do some woods riding, which I love. And right next to it, you have not a chopper, it's a swing arm, still has suspension, just slammed to the ground, total custom bike. Once again, proving the versatility of the great Sportster. And Lead Sled Show here does a great job of showing the complete versatility of a Sportster and why it is indeed the best bike Harley Davidson has ever made.
Okay, big thanks out to our friends at JP Cycles for giving us that cool video on the Sports Showdown and the quick commercial on the Tennessee Motorcycle Music Revival leads us into our first guest of the evening. Our first guest, Paul Weidman from Bare Knuckle Choppers, is no stranger to the magazine. He used to be our tech editor for quite a long time, has built an insane amount of custom motorcycles uh, during his career. Um, This year, we actually get to spend some time with him when we all roll into Tennessee for the event for the BC Moto Invitational. It's going to be pretty badass, so uh, we're going to go to the phone lines right now and see if we can get Paul on the air. Hey, Paul, you're live on Shaw Talk. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm excellent, man. It's so good to catch up to you, dude. It's been it's been quite a while. Yeah, likewise, man. We always cross paths, but never really have the time. You know, I was telling a story earlier about uh, about in, in pre-show, getting assets together and, you know, getting ready to interview you tonight. And, man, just running by some of the old pictures of, like, all the crazy shit we used to do and, you know, yeah, know. the bikes, man, the bikes. Like, bare-knuckle choppers were hands down always, always my favorite bikes. You know, I've been I've been a fan for an awful long time and just, just good memories, man. Well, I appreciate that, man. I remember the first time uh, me and a, a guy that used to work with me, a good friend of mine, Casey, we... The first time we met you was at Sturgis, and you were set up at, uh, uh, what was it even back then? I guess it was the old Broken Spoke County line back then. Yeah. And you, you had your uh, the big camper out there, and we went out there and hung out with you all night. And I was like, man, that dude's legit. You know, the whole grassroots thing, you know, it was right after you hit the national newsstands that we met you. And, uh, you know, just the, the vibe was always good. Right on. And just, you know, when it's real, it's real. Well, I appreciate that, dude. And and uh, speaking of speaking of back in the day and voices from the past, I have the angriest elf with me tonight too. <laughs> I want to get yeah, I of, saw that. I, I want to get back to some of the crazy dude. stuff that we did because we had some fun together. Oh, dude! Oh, we had some good times. I'm just wondering why the the picture of the Annalise reminded you of times with Flip. That just, <laughs> well, I don't dude, why no one else picked I'd, up. On I'd that. love to tell you the story. I truly would, um, and I'd have to do it on the phone because his mom would be mad at me. Yeah, I don't know that I want to hear it. You no, you do. You one. definitely want to hear it. It's a, it's a perfect flip story. So, yeah, okay. It's a, oh my god! I'll put it all on flip. It Fair is, enough. It is flip. That's we, the great we part used to about blame, it. We used to blame a lot of stuff on guys like Flip and <laughs> and poor Ferguson. You know, poor yeah. Ferguson. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go on record to say <laughs> poor Ferguson. Yeah. yeah, he did enough that he doesn't need to. He can have it put on him. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, those were wild times, though. I don't know how we survived all of it. Dude, you're not kidding. I question a good bit of that. Well, yeah, you know, and one of the one of the great things now on the other side of that is seeing, you know, each one of us individually and respectfully, the, those of us that have, have stuck around and lived through it, how we've matured and the things that we've started to do in the in the second part of our, our careers and our life together and stuff. And, man, you've been doing some really, really amazing stuff with BKC. Well, I appreciate it, man. I mean, I just kind of, uh, I 
think you just kind of nailed it. You kind of evolve and you mature a little bit. Um, don't get me wrong. You know, like when we all get together in Tennessee in a couple weeks, uh, you know, it'll be just like old times. But, you know, then you go back home and you just do your homework and you, you stay in the shop and you try to, you know, kind of the thing I've tried to do with my shop is I try to solve problems rather than just, you know, being able to offer a, a piece for every single part of the bike. I'm just trying to solve problems and try to make the bike either perform better or perform and look better. Um, so that's kind of the the direction I've taken in the last four or five years. Right on. Well, you've always, you've always had the ability to make them perform real well and look really good. So you're, you got your work cut out for you there, buddy. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's definitely, I don't know how much you guys touch on this, but it's definitely a weird, uh, environment lately as far as you don't know what's around the corner. You know, I know Harley, you know, there's a lot of stuff from their dealer show or whatever they call it here in the last couple of days. It sure isn't getting any easier, that's for sure. No, it's not. You know, the electric stuff is is definitely interesting and I think exciting because, you know, electric power is an instant. You know, it's like power now. Right. You know, you're not shifting gears and, and there's no lag. Um, it's exciting. I don't know how much I like it myself. You know, like the combustion engine is always going to be the thing for guys like us. Oh, but, most definitely. You know, you're still, you still geek out on that stuff. So it's definitely an interesting and exciting time, uh, if not kind of uh, kind of – difficult maybe you know like you don't really know where things are going as far as uh with epa regulations and you know what the the oems are going you know at, at the same time too i kind of i kind of dig the challenges i dig the fact that there's oh, yeah. there's almost like a qualifying line that it's you raising have to, the bar yeah, yeah I, I almost think that almost think that makes us healthier in the end and in all reality to tell you the truth that's something that you've never been able to put the bar high enough for us not to all take a chance of jumping over it so you know, maybe it's just yeah. one more hurdle we need to we need to jump over. Yeah, great point. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that just like if you're the only game in town, you know, you're not challenging yourself. Yeah. You know, you need to be challenged by your competitors and your peers. And in this case, you know, by the OEMs or or whatever um, the market is dictating. Absolutely. So I don't know if you caught this at the uh, at the beginning of the show, but we were talking through some of the news and the Curtis Motorcycle Company, who you know early in the year they launched an electric motorcycle, but now their new offering is actually made with three D printed like on demand on demand parts. You know, from, yeah, you from know, a machinist standpoint, I want to know how you feel about that. I'm a, I'm already a dinosaur, and so many guys, you know. Uh, Brandon from Speed Merchant told me that one day. He's like, man, we're dinosaurs. And it's just like, yeah, you know, we are. It, so it's like an adapt or die kind of a situation. I think the uh, additive machining is here to stay. It's the, the th- But that being said, there's still secondary. There's always going to be a need for machinists. It, it, you know, it's absolutely. Whereas a big machine shop, uh, I've got a really good friend in uh, Indiana that runs a big machine shop and they, you know, they, He's like, yeah, we're ta- we're rolling the dice. We're buying a couple of these 3D printers, and it's not 3D plastic printing. This is like aluminum, titanium, uh, stainless steel. It's actually called additive machining. He's like, we're buying a couple of those. And whereas he's got you know 30 CNC machines on the floor, and he's got two of these little printers, I think it's going to flip flop where you've got four or five CNC machines, and you've got 30 or 40 printers in the next 10, 20 years. Mm-hmm. So you know, you, because the thing with additive machining is you can create uh models and stuff you can create 
features that you just cannot do. It's just physically not possible uh, with with traditional machine work. So it's exciting. Um, I think guys like myself are going to have to adapt, and I have been. I mean, I use 3D printing fairly often now um, for prototyping and stuff, and I actually have a couple of products on the table that may use actual additive machining because you know like intake manifolds and stuff where you can just add stuff in there that a machine can't create they can definitely go hand in hand that's definitely a a great part of this that it's going to enhance you know it's going to give you maybe a a little bit more diversity in what you can actually do you know yeah absolutely i mean it's already been into outer space you know like the stuff is surviving just extreme temperatures and forces and everything so it's going to be around in you know the way it is now, you're still going to have to clean up threads. You're still going to have to clean up bores. There's going to be, you know, just spot facing and all kinds of things like that. But um, it's definitely it's here to stay. Just like the electric bikes are, you know, there's no way around it. That's going to be the thing that we're all going to be dealing with in the future. Now, I, I wonder too because I don't I don't have the depth to discuss this on a on a on a real level of intellect. But like with the electric bikes, I can say that you know there's there's many many obstacles and challenges ahead for that you know with infrastructure the unknown question about the batteries and battery life and battery price and the mining the mining conditions for for making those batteries are are there the same kind of challenges with uh with 3d printing like for for real world components are there still a bunch of limitations that they have to make it over I don't think that 3d printing um from a manufacturing standpoint has those kind of those kind of obstacles to clear um you know i saw a thing the other day where there was a gas-powered vehicle pulling a diesel generator you know and the generator was charging a a battery-powered car you know it's like you know you got two fossil fuel fueled vehicles you know filling up essentially a a battery powered it's it's almost hypocritical yeah (laughs) it is it is and it's like if you realize how much it takes to create those things you know but i think that the technology is going to catch up and it's going to be a big part of our future if not uh completely overtake fossil fuel but when you talk about additive machining in the manufacturing world i think it's light years ahead of where that battery technology is um we're getting really close to where you're going to see a major shift in the big machine shops in aerospace um you know in in any kind of uh oems there's going to be a whole lot more of it in the near future i'd say five to ten years you're going to see a major shift where it's going to go from 95 percent you know traditional machines and five percent additive machines to you're going to be getting close to that 50 50 part right uh the 50 50 mark and they have, I mean, it's, they have the it's ability, coming up quick they have the ability to, to work hand in hand really well together so you know they do and the fact that right now it's not quite as quick to make a lot of things yeah. you know you're still dealing with there's a lot of cast parts out there that still have secondary machining um it's just and honestly, you know, I have a lot of friends that are way deeper into that industry than I am, and they could talk to it a lot better. But I do see the importance, and we had we'd actually considered um, purchasing a you know an actual three D printer, a you know an additive machining where you're doing aluminum and titanium and those things. Um, then I think it is the wave of the future. It's it's going to be yeah. a big deal. Yeah, and even definitely. the desktop printers are coming along really quick. Those desktop printers are nuts right now. Like you can run carbon fiber essentially through them, and all these That's other insane. like I know. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, it's just it's and it's so fast. 
Well, Paul, I got to tell you, like, you know, you continue to be the example of, of what I hold up when people question, like, the intellect and, you know, the, the depth of, of character and knowledge when it comes to people of the motorcycle culture. I don't know how much of that exists as, as much as when we were kids that people were like, oh, you know, dirty miscreants off in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but like you've always been, man, in your articles and the research that you've always done and the stuff that you do for a living, like you've always been the exception to the rule. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Well, I appreciate that, Chris. I really do. And uh, I love what you guys are doing, of course. And I wouldn't be involved with anything that I didn't, you know, support. Um, so, yeah, like I really appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you guys down at Bill's show. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a minute. Tennessee, yeah. because this is Mark and I. Mark and I are coming in as flat broke. And this is our first year, and mm-hmm. and man, like two year two years running now, we're just sitting there going, man, we yeah. got to get to this thing, we got to get involved yeah. with this thing, S- set the stage for us. From a standpoint that you and I and Mark would share, it's like a homecoming yeah. for us builders, which which also sets the stage for the for the uh, just the average through the door rode down here from you know chicago rode up here from austin for those guys it sets the stage for them because it's very open everybody you know like all of the people that they may want to come and see are right out there in the crowd they're out there wrecking their mini bikes or they're you know they're out there wrecking their shovel heads on the little dirt track um it's just almost like a campground i mean it is a campground but it's almost like if you go back to your childhood and that cool campground scene that you think of with your parents, it's just like that, except for it's like all of your adult friends act still out there acting like those same kids that yeah. might have had their mini bike loose in the campground. Right on. Um, the music scene there is cool, of course. You know they put on good shows. Um, just the whole thing is it's it's by far my favorite show. Right on. It's so, a good time. I'm looking forward to it because we never. And you'd know this, uh, you know, maybe a lot of people aren't listening. We never get to go to an event and literally have fun. We go to an event and yeah. we bust it. Yeah, most of us. Yeah. Most of the guys on that list. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. It's like we never get to enjoy being around each other and spend five minutes, you know, maybe going and running a mini bike or maybe going and checking out other people's stuff. So it's going to be awesome to get to spend some time with everybody involved that we normally work with instead of get to have fun with. So I'm, I'm really yeah. looking forward to it. So it's funny hearing you say that. Cause I do remember having a whole lot of screw off time and fun with you guys in the past. Dude, so. That's what I said. <laughs> some of the, if we, if we talked about stupid stuff, we did, we can go on for like two hours. Oh my God. So we've had some fun together. That's for damn sure. Yeah, no, we have no, and it's, that's what it is. It's just a good time. You know, it's, it's a whole bunch of good people. And, um, great atmosphere it's an awesome location because like last year was super hot for being i think it was the very beginning of october last year but it was really hot down there and i just you know throughout the day in the heat of the day i just kind of you know me and my buddies we sat there in the creek that runs through the the campground we sat there in the creek in our lawn chairs and just had a hell of a time um there's great riding around there so many great curvy roads um yeah it's just a blast Right on. Well, you know, we obviously give you congratulations for for being one of the uh, one of Bill's invited builders for the BC Moto. Um, Thank you. I'm sure you're bringing something badass. But you know, more importantly, we we got to give mad respect out to Bill because oh, yeah, you know, Bill's vision for this thing. I don't know what like regular people who don't know Bill and don't know a little bit of the history, but he really is like reconstructing that that kind of family yep. circle and bringing the you culture know, back yeah bringing those people back together with absolutely this. not so much about an invitation or a dick measuring contest it's, yeah it's pretty awesome 
Well, that's what's cool. There's no judging. There's no, nobody's getting an award. Nobody's, you know, there's, it's just, you're there to be part of the, the group. And, and as much as anything, it's just an honor to be included with all those folks and to call them friends. Right on. Well, um, if you could take a couple a couple seconds here and tell everybody what you have coming up, what you know, what to start looking for for bare knuckle. What's the new stuff? I mean, we'd love to start getting some you know quick video stuff to to break parts and stuff here. I know you're you're cranking out new parts all the time, but wh- where do they where do they keep track? What's going on? Well, I mean, the, probably the best way. I've got a new website that's about to launch any day now. It's, of course, waiting on me, so you never know how long that's going to take. You can relate to that, Chris. Yep. Um, <laughs> but uh, So Instagram's a great way. I'm actually getting ready to start running the Facebook thing again, which I've avoided like the plague for about five years, but I know I need to get back at it. Um, so the you know, basically just your general social media and everything. Uh, the really exciting stuff that we're about to launch. Um, we we released our adventure bag system for the Dinas a couple about a year ago. Um, we've got them all worked out for the FXRs now, so we're going to have like a quick detach, so you can have you know basically completely waterproof adventure style like the BMW guys run um, aluminum cases on your FXR, but you can have them off of your bike in about 30 seconds. So you can go from like traveling to back to bar hopping in about 30 seconds. Yeah, we um, actually had a picture of those up. That's, that's a pretty yeah, cool part. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm pretty proud of that one because it's very, very, um, it's very utilitarian. Uh, it's super you took convenient. The words right out of my mouth and I saw the picture for literally two seconds. Yeah. So. Thanks. I appreciate it. It's, you know what? It worked out great. And, um, people are really happy with them. Um, we've beat the shit out of them and they've held up everything's good um so now we've moved them over to the fxrs and we're i think next is either going to be the sportster line or we may even um do the new soft tails um we're kind of back and forth between which one's going to be next for that um but then we do have actually a pretty exciting new front suspension um offering that we're going to come up with i'm not going to divulge a whole lot of details but it's basically going to be a little bit more economical than maybe some of the things you see for other performance options out there amen um, yeah so you're going to be able to use some parts that you may already have and then you can take those parts and later on down the oh, road dude. add like you know better performance suspension stuff from any yeah. of the you know from olin's or you know even uh progressive or any of those guys you know they're making stuff for these but we're gonna make it into a little bit sexier package that works well on the new bikes and it also translates very well onto choppers because kind of the direction i'm starting to take my you know my a lot of my business is you know like we say performance choppers and then performance choppers, you know, like bikes that maybe, um, you know, it might be a kick-ass FXR, it might be an old panhead, or it might be a twin cam-powered chopper with great brakes and killer acceleration. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of trying to blend a little bit of everything lately. Yeah, I, th- I think that's smart too, man. I mean, the the community and the crowd out there continues to to become more diverse and you know and mm-hmm. and at the bottom at the bottom of all of it and i think with our generation really really kicked this off if if you're not riding it it's just dumb yeah. you know yeah. so like we've always all, all of us here have been a, about the the hard ride crew you know what i mean so mm-hmm. and, and there's, there's one of your selling points on your bags i mean in all reality for somebody who rides the way that you do for somebody in this crowd that says man these things are adorable they're going to hold up you know yeah. out there the public needs to know like that's the real deal these these bikes and these parts that all you guys and that we now are starting to put together and get out there dude they're road tested hands down like mm-hmm. these things have all been run hard and and put away wet so 
you know. It's, and I think that's the best. That's the best testimonial, right. For any of the stuff that any of us do is, you know, to you know, like I remember Bill. How many times has Bill ridden across country to a show just to show up to it and even be a part of it, just right. to prove that you know, hey, look, you guys didn't invite me, but I still showed up at Born Free yeah, on right. a bike I built, and yep. then I, I yep. was here for fifteen minutes and got back on my bike and went home. Uninvited. I love it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, listen, Paul, thank you for taking some time with us tonight. I, I appreciate you being here, and hopefully we can have you back some more. I would love to, when when you're coming out with these products, please, please keep us in the loop so we can break some of that stuff for you and with I'll, you. Yeah, man, definitely. I appreciate it. I'm excited to do that. Yes, sir. And good luck. We'll see We'll see you in Tennessee. Yep. Yeah, we'll see you guys in a few weeks. Thanks, guys. See you All soon. Right, buddy. Night. Yeah, man, I can remember... Like the the first time I came upon Paul, I think was at the uh, at the horse smokeout, and you know he was just sitting there with, I think at the time it was Hell in a Hand Basket was one of his bikes, and yeah. he always had like the the coolest names because oh, yeah. a lot of his shit came out of music from our right, generation. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he the definitely. Hate tank, yeah, and you know, no, I was just that that was one I was yeah. said the Hate Tank was one you of know. my more favorites, and he was always one another one of the you know like you knew that dude put his heart into everything that he built and when it was done it was done it was 100 percent. yeah absolutely so these people look at these bikes and they say to themselves oh you can't ride that man these guys have proven you can ride that yeah. bike yep so um go check them out check out com. like you said there's a new website coming out uh follow them on social media and get ready to meet them yourself at the tennessee music and motorcycle revival coming up in just short time here um, you can also catch up with us there. And um, speaking of custom motorcycle guys, wanted to clue you guys in on um, a new little happening. It's not. It's kind of a, a new revised revival kind of thing of itself. Um, people are looking for the how-to, the DIY guys that want to learn some more. Billy Lane from Choppers Inc. is actually going at his YouTube page like a madman. And uh, we got a quick video here we're going to share with you guys from uh, what Billy's up to. But you want to check him out on YouTube. I love, you know, the, the handmade element to these machines, and you know, I, I love even the custom bikes I do. I've always done kind of older stuff. I don't really do, I don't customize brand new motorcycles. I'm, I've always been working with stuff that was decades, been decades before I got my hands on it. And I just started learning about this old stuff and being a mechanic and um, a real rider. I love the challenge of taking one and giving it life again, you know, because most people don't know how to work on this old stuff and um, making it usable again. I mean, it's just, it's such a rush. I mean, never, never forget, every time I take one of these bikes out on the track, when I first drop in off that ramp and it fires life and I go down the straightaway, it's like the biggest rush you can imagine. It's like going over the, the falls on a roller coaster, you know, it's like, man, I'm, I'm gonna ride this, I'm gonna probably be the first person to ride this in 100 years. So awesome. So like I said, man, uh, you want to keep up to date with the stuff that he's bringing out. It's, you know, a little bit of how-to, a little bit of day in the life, you know, always, always good information. Go check them out on YouTube, Choppers Inc. Um, tell them the boys over at Shop Talk sent you. Don't tell them Heather sent you because Heather's, <laughs> busy, Heather's busy with social media. What do you got? You're what do you got, Blondie? What do you got? Both. Um, let's see. Ron Tanetti, Mark versus Walter. Nice. Is he awake yet? That Walter <laughs> sleeps a lot. <coughs> um, 
A lot of people chiming in. Yeah, a lot of people. Paul's work is badass. Um, Oh, that's his products for sure. (laughs) That's his products. Yep. Carlos Amador showed up better late than never. Kiefer's here. Brian Ferrand from Bluegrass Engraving is here. And I'm super excited about Brian. He and I chatted today. And um, you keep screwing me up. Nobody, I can't work with my husband today. I'm, I'm testing your professionalism. Yeah, I that's don't have it. any. <laughs> I don't have any. Hey, that's um, my job. Anyway, continue. I totally lost my train of thought. You screwed me you up. You were talking about Brian from Bluegrass and Graving, oh, and it's yeah, an important and you interrupted that. So we're gonna get back loser. to loser, loser. Well, not Brian, of course. No, no, Brian, right, you are good. not a loser. No, me. Chris. Me. Chris is the loser. God, I gotta save this show all the time. This is getting ridiculous. What? Like I make you laugh? I'm a comedian. I'm funny. <laughs> I'm funny. How? All right. Continue. Uh, let's get back to the Brian thing. You talked to oh, him today. He's doing bitching surprises for our in motion guys, oh, but nice. you don't get one. So and, and not, neither does Chris. I always get one. No, I'm, I'm going to make sure you, you guys don't. I'll steal somebody's. That number I gave you, Brian, <laughs> deduct two. Bullshit. I always deduct two. Bullshit. I always get my way. You don't want two poor builders to not get their knives, do you? No, you're not getting them <laughs> because he sends them to me and I give them out. You get nothing. <laughs> Here we go again. I'm going to have to separate these two. <laughs> oh, no, Mark, you don't get anything oh, either. Okay, I'm going to have to separate her. <laughs> Good luck with that. I keep asking. Ladies and gentlemen, my wife. I keep asking. They won't fire me. I try. You can't get fired from this job. Back to the news for a minute. Harley Davidson XS, XG, excuse me, XG 750R, historic first win. Um, Those of you that subscribe to the magazine will see a full article about this in Tyler Porter's in slide line column this month. Um, Feverishly. I called him up with with a raised eyebrow and said, okay, what's going on here that Harley-Davidson gets the first win with the XG750? Is this something that they've slanted? Have they created a new class? Tyler, like a gentleman and a scholar, puts it together you know, in, in pretty good fashion, man. He did, a, he did a great job with it, great explanation, and actually makes me have some respect for what's going on there. So... Go check them out. Uh, we congratulate Harley Davidson um, on their first production twins win in Sacramento. That was pretty cool. So I think my favorite part of today was this when I got here. My second favorite oh, part of today right. was when we got to call Eric Greenfield today. Yes, and this means that we can go to hot off the press. Oh. So. This actually happened in our office today, and I'm going to play the video for it. I did, actually. Can you open it? Holy shit! Oh my god, you've got to be kidding me! <laughs> oh my god! I can't believe it, man. That thing looks... Oh my god. So what's, like... Can you tell? What was the picture? So there are many, many rewards to being a journalist, to publish in a magazine, to being involved in media. Few 
will ever give you the pleasure of seeing another person's excitement about getting a bike on the cover, especially a guy like Eric. Eric is just a regular guy. He's not a builder. He's not a celebrity. No, he drives you know like I mean? a 400-mile UPS road every yep. day. It's great. And I want to be able to do that every month. Like Chris <laughs> what, likes to tell four hundred mile UPS no, route? to oh. surprise people right. like that. Like Chris likes to tell people, "Oh, your bike is on the cover." I just want them to see it in their mailbox and be like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Right. So tell him he's a a party pooper. He shouldn't tell people. It should be a surprise. Hey, look, Dan Starkey says I can relate. He he was another one. He yeah, Missy has told us several that. times how excited Dan was, and yeah. that just does my heart so good because you know so often we get the the sour grapes saying you only feature your friends and you misspelled my name not even that like well we get that we get that yeah i actually had a lady one time and this was way back in the day when we were still newspaper mark will remember this she came up to me in the middle of dinner and she said do you think one time you can you can spell my husband's name right i said well Seeing as we will never run anything about your husband again, I doubt it's going to happen. But I'll give it a shot. Yeah, we'll give it our best shot. No, you know, like How I can said, you mess up Smith. You know, I just don't understand that. Have you seen Chris Type? Yeah, I'm. Hold on, I'm not good. No, it's really great. I love it when we can do that. Like I said, especially you know when you have those sour grapes that call you, and you know you only feature your friend's bike and these big time builders and expensive well, thirty thousand. If you 40, actually customs. read Cycle Source, you would know that was not the case, and you're just being a sour sport. So don't call me. Yeah, many many times, <laughs> many many times we take a guy that's just a regular guy because no one, not a lot of people will know this. Issue one. Volume one, a cycle source magazine started with my humble shovel head. And for a long, long time, I I think 16 years, maybe 18 years, it was the only time my bike was ever on the cover or in the magazine, one of my builds. And I, I was so frustrated. I wanted to get that bike shown somewhere. I love my bike so much that we started a whole magazine for guys like me. You know Actually, what I mean? And, it was in year 20 because it was the, a little yeah, twisted. Yeah. Yep. So it you was know, 20 the, years later. The funny part about it is hopefully, we've been talking about it for years, someday coming around, that bike will once again be on the cover because it's sitting on the workbench at my yeah. garage burnt to a crisp. Right. That someday... Uh, I can't wait to do that. Someday, I really can't. It, someday it'll come up. Someday, someday. that was a, an amazing motor. So hopefully... If okay. we could stop for one second and do something. Well, you need to talk to him about that. Just say no, Mark. Just say no. Just say no. I've never been able to just do that my yes. whole life. Just that's say not yes. Not to him, right? That's the smallest, hardest word in the English language. And it's the first word we learn. It is no. Think about it. Like, it's really the first yeah. well, word no, as a The t- first word that we're, that's yelled at us. Is no. Yeah, right. Yeah. no. Okay, the two of you. Before we get to our uh, next guest of the hour, um, we got a really cool thing going on with John Shope here, and I want you guys to enter some comments as John tells the uh, the platform of this new thing that we're working on. We're going to take two minutes and hear from John Shope, Dirty Bird Custom. It's me again. Hey, I, I want you guys to comment on this idea because I think it's a good idea. So I was sitting around the shop looking at all the plaques and some of the things that I've done through my career. So we did a 10, I don't know what you want to call them, segments or whatever. Some of you have seen them, some of you haven't. But I got a hold of Chris from Cycle Source and we were talking about me doing something at Sturgis or whatever on stage. And I said, hey, I've got all these segments. So I sent them to him, he loved them. And he mentioned, 
hey, would you mind if uh, some other builders did this? And I go, no, I think it'd be awesome. Who wouldn't want to hear Eddie Trotta's story or uh, Dave Perowitz or, I mean, uh, Paul from Bare Knuckle? I mean, these guys, you probably, you might not even know who Paul is. Um, somebody, Paul Cox could tell Indian Larry's story or somebody could tell Arlen Ness's. Corey could tell Arlen's story. You know, they're just little one-minute you know, however quick or long you want to make them. And then Chris from Cycle Source would post them on his, uh, he has a huge following. But I'd like to go hear all these guys' stories. This is, this is a tough industry. You know what I mean? There's some there's some guys you don't even know about and what they've done and what they have invented. Um, so put a comment on here on what you think of that idea. You can watch my segment things on my Facebook if you want to. If you haven't already, Chris is going to post them on his. But I think it's, I think it'd be good for the industry, good for the young guys that want to uh, come up and do something like this, you know, be in the bike industry or just, you know, follow their favorite build or see how they did it or just, you know, but use like I did the bikes. Uh, we use the plaques or the magazines from the bikes or pictures you may have. You could do it. You could do I'm sure everybody that does it's going to do it be a better job than I did. But anyway, comment on here and uh, I'm going to tag a few people in here. I think I, I think it's a bitching idea. So let's do this. Thanks. I so. He we, cracks me up. He does, I think he it's does, a bitchin' idea, too. So I want to know who fun. everybody wants to learn about. Yeah. You know, the cool thing, and like he said, is, you know, in, in some senses, not even the front guy. How many how many guys that people don't even know yep. did the like things Brosif? that they did? Brosif. Right. I mean, yeah. there, but there's a hundred so bros. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hey, there's a you hundred know, bros. Me and Kevin years ago. You Kevin know, bring, Kopey, yeah. Yeah, bringing up the, you know, the... The Paul from Mary Knuckles and you, the Pat Pattersons, we had a little gang together and we all called it the, you the know, B me and squad. Kevin called it the B squad, the B class, <laughs> because every time Mitch. we went somewhere, all the fucking cool guys got to go and run and us B class had to sit back and just drink in the room, you know, which <laughs> we you, bitched about Because you guys time. worked, you well, worked yeah, your asses I mean, off was, to keep it all running. And, and there was so many as, uh, and you know, like I've talked to Bill Dodge and I've talked, you know, we've had this conversation. There's so many people that make this happen. Yeah. So you know that's a a great idea. Just a well, and John, and John too. Like, figure it would oh, come yeah. from John Show. Like, of course, we, we've had the pleasure, and I'll say this live in front of everyone: we've had the pleasure to really get to know John yeah, over the John's last couple awesome. years. Yeah, John is badass. Yeah. And I mean, never mind the fact, like, if you didn't see his shit in Sturgis, yeah, he it was, was awesome. Wide ass yeah. open, baby. Is that burnout like, he did on the stage. Yep. You know, he, he pointed at. All of his customers' bikes. I was like, "Oh, good lord! Please stay put." And he wouldn't let anybody hold the bike. Yeah. No, we're Don't like, "John, John, we'll hold the bike." No, no, no. I practiced this shit. He said, yeah. <laughs> "Yeah, I mean, he's a real. I mean, down, down, you know, you know grouse kind of guy. I mean, he's really into it." You know, seriously, Mark, you would be a really good one to do one of these yeah. segments on. Like for Absolutely. so long, you've been here for so long, and yeah. you always took the. I the got back this. Seat, the backseat. You, you go like, do you that. You handled the business. But you had to. I mean, if, right. you, if you think about it in the long run, 
there can only be so many lead singers. You know what I mean? There has to be a guy that puts a microphone and a cord together. There has oh, to absolutely. Be. So, I mean. But it, you it, have some of the best stories because yep. you were there and you got yeah. to well, see it all. Yeah, and the sad part about it is now somebody keeps making me sit in front of this camera with this microphone <laughs> for years. Jeff Cochran said to me one day, dude, all these years, nobody even knows your name. How did you do it? You're my hero. You know, yeah, like. And I ruined it. it, it well, ruined. you're done now because yeah, mom you, says you're really good. Well, that's yep. the problem. Miss Judy said you're really that's, good. So. Gonna, there's going to be an issue. So, yep. oh, I think yeah. it's a great idea. It's a, yep. not only that, what would be cool would be to get like the groups, like with me and Chris, to get, you know, Joe, Kevin, and Pat in the same room together, to get oh, these people Lord. together and, oh, you yeah. know, to just me, Kevin, and Pat, you know, and then Joe coming in after. I mean, it would be an awesome idea. It'd be a lot of fun, I can tell you that. I think maybe for one day, and I stress one day, not actually one work day, not 24 hours, because that would be horrible. For no more than eight hours, oh you should have like the limp Nicky lot. Oh, just no, 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 no. no, no. Just <laughs> I can't take that. I'm pretty sure my marriage can't take it. I'm uh, oh, no, no, right no. now. Well, I'll tell you, I can tell you that do not, or somebody has to bring the alcohol because you can't buy the bottle from the bar. Mm-mm. No, you so, can't buy no, the yeah, bottle from the bar. Right? So, yeah, I learned that one. can't happen. So. So okay, so but on, that would be good. On to bigger and better things. Wait, that's um, pretty. That's a pretty, just for storytelling only. Yeah, well, that is mm-hmm. all. Some, some of those stories you can't tell. Gonna, yes, the, you can. the hot dog assault. Oh my god! Right. Poor flip again. Poor flip. <laughs> Poor flip. <laughs> Poor flip. <laughs> the vodka bread. Oh my god! Another one. <laughs> and they all had names. You know? Yes, I mean, they did. Wow. So our next guest coming up on the uh, top of the hour here. Is um, who fabled. has a, who who has a couple great stories also so. is fabled in story and song. Wow. I was just getting ready to wow. say potato you know. gun, potato oh, gun beaner. Dude, Come we on. gotta talk about the That's potato fantastic. gun. We gotta talk about the potato gun. So obviously, I'm talking about Kevin Beaner, Beaner, everything Beaner, as he's known on his social media channels. Um, we've been friends with Beaner for an awful long time. It's great to see a bunch of the stuff he does because. Even people who are tried and true motorcycle nuts live part of their life vicariously through the stuff that Beaner gets to do. So we're going to go to the phone lines right now and see if we can get them on for you. Hello? Brother Bean, you're live on Shop Talk. How you doing? I am doing outstanding. Dude, how about the fact that I said Brother Bean and you and Speed pop up on the screen first thing? What a great Wow. Yep. So great. So I'm honored. I'm honored. (laughs) Now, Beaner, did you drive like pretty much right by us today? Is that what I understand? Didn't stop, (laughs) not even like just drove right by. It was raining. It was raining. Are you gonna melt? Terrible. I don't think so. No, no, it's the first time you've ridden in the rain. Listen, you cannot you cannot (laughs) hassle or slow down a fellow traveler with guilt. Like, if, if it's in the cards, the shit happens. I understand more than anybody. Hey, wait a minute. Well, Have you met welcome, my mother? That was the welcome to Pennsylvania I-80 sign, was it not? Yeah. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> but I didn't post it till I got into... No, it wasn't the I-80 sign. It was the uh, 79 sign down by yeah. Washington. So you were right. But he, he, yeah. didn't, he didn't right post that right. picture yeah. until he was I in Harrisburg. It. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Where's Harrisburg? Like no, three hours no, no, no. east. No, that's not true. Oh. Yeah, you, you had he to was in north. Pittsburgh. It said, it said in, in Pittsburgh. I was in Pittsburgh. That's legit. Mm-hmm. Could have well, met you for breakfast. Anything but no. I was right there where you were, by the way, just to let you know. Yep. That would I, 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 like I said, that would have been cool. <laughs> He's like, well, shit. Listen, I'm sure it'll be in the cards. I got plenty of pictures of Beaner hanging out here at CycleSource headquarters. I just saw one. I was in the yep. cot with my laptop. I don't even carry a laptop anymore. Yep. Right on. <laughs> so Wait a minute. You don't carry a laptop anymore. I just saw you naked on the beach downloading something with a laptop. It's an old picture. Oh. That was an old that was a picture that I had taken because I was supposed to be working on this reality show, and they told me I couldn't do nude pics. <laughs> so I went to the beach and did that picture. I was like, how about that, then? Is this okay? That's great. <laughs> so starting off, uh, we want to obviously talk about the War Frat Rally because here it comes again, and there you go. Just like we said, you're hauling ass to get up to Nova Scotia all the way up. And I'm running Maine. late, too. Right. I am running late. True story. <laughs> so anybody who's not been to the Wharf Rat Rally, it truly is a completely unique and one-of-a-kind deal, right? Uh, absolutely. I love it. Uh, there's a lot of different reasons uh, well, what differentiates from a lot of the, uh, like our rallies. Uh, one of the things they do is the hospital rides. And uh, we get a group of people and we go to adult living facilities. And uh, we're also doing workshops, too, where uh, people with special needs, uh, they go there and, and work. Otherwise, they couldn't find any type of gainful employment. And uh, this gives them a purpose. Rather than them just sitting at home, they, they like, show up to work even uh-huh. though what they do is uh they do what they can put it that way they they make trinkets and they sell them and uh that's how they raise money to keep the thing going it's it's a truth no non-profit organization but it works real good and the government supports it and uh so i show up to places like that and uh give sidecar rides yeah we've right. been well, that doing that like yeah, we started that at uh, the Wharf Rat. They they started it probably almost close to ten years ago, just with one hospital. We're up to nine hospitals wow. and workshops now in four days. Wow, Last that's year, incredible! Last year, I rode two hundred and fifty people in my sidecar. Wow! And some of these people, we had a they they bring out this a medical. They got a name for it, but I'm not lying. It it is exactly like an engine puller for a car. It's called a Hoyer lift. Yeah, Hoyer lifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it looks just exactly like it, only it's got this little bit of fiberglass-like covering, like they built a body around it, even though it still looks just like it. And they, they wheel it under the wheelchair, pick the person up, and with them in there, they can turn them and slide, it, slide the thing under my sidecar, and then they just drop them in. And when and you lower them in, you're, you're pulling... You know, making sure nothing snags, and it's just like setting a motor. And if you ever did that in the doghouse, you're pulling the wires and making sure everything's clear, and you got people on both sides, and and that's how we put people into the sidecar. And uh, we we do a lot of those people too. So, and that takes a little longer, but uh, you know, it's just uh, it's so rewarding. It really is a good. 
whether you're there watching it or helping or taking pictures and waving to the people. And it's, it's a really great, great. I, I I say I get more out of it than I think they do. It's it's that rewarding. Well, so it's pretty fantastic. I mean, you and I talked earlier today, uh, previous to this show, and uh, we talked about how community direct charity is the best stuff that you can do. Right. But, I mean, you you confided into me a little extra about these stories about how sometimes you actually get one of the family members on the back of the bike with you while their family member the patient is in the sidecar with you and they get to firsthand see the see the reaction of that experience and, and that's, how much that's that means. the whole thing because because when i seen when i first started seeing the reaction i mean it's it's just mind blowing it's like is anybody seeing this you know has anybody ever seen anything like this so then i put the people on so they can see it and now i'm watching both of them and it's, it's just, it's amazing. It's, it's, and, and what people do now, some of the people that we lift out with the Hoyer lift, it takes a little longer. So I tell them we're going to take a little longer ride. Yeah. Uh, some of the workshop people, um, uh, I try to take them on a little bit longer ride, but a lot of these patients, they, all they do is do a circle around the parking lot. Yeah. And that's enough. That's more than enough. You get the reaction from them, um, uh, you know, it's just so mind-boggling. And, and, it's so, uh, and it's so much for these people. I mean, th- these are people that don't get out, don't get visitors. No. I mean, for no. for years, uh, my girl Dana did this, and she got sick, and now she really can't work that much. But the appreciation that these people get for helping, or, you know, for, for working with these people is very little. And for you to come in there and people to come in there and spend the time giving these guys the opportunity to get out of there and get the wind in their face and do something exciting is huge. I mean, that that's a big thing, you know? I mean, you go way out of your way to help these people live one great day. And I mean, for some of them people, that's all they have, you know? And that's what, you know what, that's what makes me feel good because these people are at the end of the road yep. and they've already made peace and know that, you know, they're just waiting Oh, yeah. Nothing's yeah. nothing's changing. No, there's no. And so doing this really opens their mind to, hey, you know, maybe I'm not done right. living Hang yet. On. I mean, it's still got a little bit of and, and it's so great to watch it in their face. And and and, and some of them have um, a lot of them actually have Alzheimer's yeah. and they oh, can't dude, remember. This, this is one I of my favorite have. things that you told me about this. Please, please well, continue. This is so great. Oh, there's a bunch of them. There's a, this is other stories. That, um, one of them is the I, I kind of feel like I cheat people. Because their family members might come and visit them once, you know, a couple times a week, and they don't remember them. I show up for an hour to a year, and they remember me every year. They remember the bike, they remember the ride. That's awesome. They they remember that. Like, they, they got in my car the first year, and two people asked me, was this... The motorcycle that you said you were going to bring last year, because I told them, I go, next year, I'm going to bring a motorcycle and y'all going to ride with me. Yeah. And they remembered that, you know, I had one guy, he, um, they bought him a rocket. It was, um, he was a head injury from a a motorcycle accident, but they bought him a a rocket that you shoot up in the sky and to kind of help him. And he, he took, you know, like six months to build it. 
And uh, when he was done, they were going, okay, you ready to, uh, you know, we'll go lift it off. He goes, no. He goes, I'm going to save it for when Beaner is here, and we'll we'll shoot it together. <laughs> and they, they we we did that, filmed that. We, we shot the rocket up, and he had it decorated for the Warfrat rally. And, I mean, it was so – and and you – it's like I said, they're they're amazing and and it it's it's super rewarding, super rewarding. Yeah, well, it's a it's a great thing with all the other other things that you have the opportunity to do. I mean, to stop and take the time to do what you're doing. It's you yep. know it's That's pretty awesome very for the commendable. for the very. families and for the people. And like I said, for the people that work in these facilities that that throw their lives into this to see the smiles on the faces of people they take care of every day. And like I said, this is personal. I've, you know, I have somebody that I care about dearly that did this for a living and like used to come home at night and cry because it was so upsetting. It's and, tough. Yeah. I, I, I don't see I, my hats off to people. You oh, know, I've, I've known nurses. I know, uh, CNAs uh, Melissa, and, Melissa, she's a, yep. a hospice nurse, yep. and her stories, oh, I mean, wow. They're, they're horrible. You know? Yeah. And, and these people get up and go to work every day, and they do it every day. And they, they have to, And yeah. let me tell you, they don't make a lot of money. These people no. do it because they love helping other people. So, yeah, kudos to going and really making a difference for these people in their lives. I mean, yeah, that's in a one-on-one capacity. Oh, that's, that's huge. Well, you know, it, it's all started. I said... Uh, I've been very fortunate to be able to do all the stuff I do and, and continue. I've been pretty lucky with, with health and, and very little accidents. So I decided, you know, I wanted to give back. Yeah. So that's where I, I, I first started with, I'm going to get a sidecar and do this share of the wind thing. Well, that was three years ago. And I said I was going to do it for a year. And what happened was, you know, it, it. I didn't have any regular things that I was doing except the Warfrat rally. Every year was regular. And these people, you know, when I told them I'm going to bring that sidecar and they remembered it, well, then I realized I can never go back right. without a sidecar. Because yep. mm-hmm. if I have those same people that remembered me <laughs> and said, is this a sidecar? They're going to say, Oh, you didn't, you know, we're not riding this year. You didn't bring anything this year. That would be disappointing. Yeah, yeah, it would crush me. It would be like going to an orphanage with presents for Christmas and then going back the next year and telling them, hey, I brought you presents last year. What do you want? Yeah, right, (laughs) exactly. So so what I figured out, I I knew I can't do this forever and uh, the way way I'm doing it anyways. So I worked a deal with the Warfrat Rally this year, my third year with the sidecar, and I'm selling. I, I couldn't afford to give them the sidecar and motorcycle, so I worked a deal and said, "You pay me half of what it's worth, and I'll give the other half to you." So oh, that right way right they'll on. have the motorcycle and the sidecar stay up there. Yeah, and and um, if I go back up there, I can use that on the hospital rides we'll do it together but they can also have it the rest of the year you know it's there and they so they could set up more of these and do more you know maybe they do it for a bike night you know so whatever so it's going to continue right no matter whether i'm there or not and i think that's kind of cool that is super awesome and actually what would be cool is maybe a a call to action to some other people 
that might have sidecars that could maybe join you in that journey. And, you know, I've always wanted a motorcycle with a sidecar. Maybe Chris and I can work on that yeah. over this next year and we could join you. And that way you can give that experience to even more people. I mean, I, mean, I would her- love to be able to be a part of that. You know, there's, there's a guy on here right now who I already mentioned, Brian Ferran, who's daughter um i don't know her circumstances but i do know she is confined to a wheelchair and she is struggling daily with her recovery he mentioned on here that he would love to see her have that experience again brian i'm gonna work on that for you and, and see who and we can get to you she has her own hoyer lift so she's she's ready she's waiting so, where does she where do well, they live brian well that's just it beaner she's actually in the louisville area oh um, so we're going to, I don't know if maybe on your way back or sometime, if not, I am going to work on that to see if I can make that happen for her. Yeah, Brian. See, unfortunately, now oh, you're leaving the bike up car. there. Well, but maybe we can do something. We can make that, that happen. Can maybe, maybe something through uh, Will Ramsey at Faith Forgotten yeah. Choppers or one of his customers that has a sidecar. We can make that happen. If you're listening, Will. Reach out to us about this. If not, we're anybody in Louisville is Will. So, yep. Brian, we're going to actively work on that for you and your daughter because I have seen some of her her daily struggles, you know, it, and it's and amazing. If there's anything it, that it's, if there's anything that through you know the social media and through the show and to give to others, if there's an opportunity, anybody that's listening that has the ability to that knows somebody yeah, in the get area, out and get involved. Go, go out do and this. do yeah. this for someone because imagine if it was your kid or if it was your father or your brother, you know, or you for God's sake, you know what yeah. I mean. Like it's this, worth it. she's a young, she's a beautiful, beautiful young woman, and he just said that she was hit by a truck, and she's now a quadriplegic. Oh my god! I think, and excuse me if I'm wrong, Brian, Brian, but she's in her twenties, and she is a stunning young woman, and she is so incredibly strong. So, you know, when our prayers it, go out to you. I have realized that that when I got the sidecar, there were more and more and more people, you know, I'd hear, and it's all ages, all, you know, I I thought about, you know, all the vets that come back and can't ride anymore, um, you know, and things like that, and that's... I mean, it just once you got a sidecar, it's, it's that's that's the best. If you're driving a sidecar by yourself, it really is not anything like a motorcycle anymore. Right? It it they don't they drive like a dump truck. Yeah. Uh, I think you know. I thought that maybe when I get older, because I was thinking one day I'm going to be like Brother Speed and I'm going to slow down. I feel it coming. Uh, I thought maybe a sidecar would be the way I've reconsidered. And even though I've never driven a trike, I think that's the way I will go with a trike (laughs) after driving a sidecar. I mean, it's 500 miles yesterday and 500 miles, almost 500 today. I'm in uh, Fishkill, New York right now. And uh, it's it's very work is. Yeah. It's it's a struggle. It's a, job. <laughs> it's well, a workout. Let's uh let's switch gears for a minute because you also on top of the Warfrat rally and everything you're gonna do up there, you have a pretty incredible winter planned. Yeah, I mean, man. Uh, first of all, I have to say that like like I said before <laughs> you came on, I'm it's hard to make me jealous about going places and doing things. Dude, there's a picture up on our screen right now. Of you sitting on the bus, I was gonna. I was just gonna bring that up when Dude. you said that too. I I was thinking of you the whole time I did that. I know you were digging this. Oh my it, god, dude! Like how you how have, amazing, how I, amazing to actually visit the bus, dude! You visited the bus, and for it, you guys that think I'm crazy and don't even know what we're talking about, 
<laughs> like the name that I sign my paintings and shit when I do it is is Christopher Lewis Supertramp. And it's because of the the book Into the Wild. And like if you haven't read the book or at least broke down and watched the movie, you have to. But this is literally the bus from that story. Beaner, the bus. Beaner visited yeah. the bus. There's, they, they have two buses in Alaska. One was a movie prop bus, and it's parked right on the side of the highway at a brewery. Uh, you could go, you just pull over and walk right in it. It's free. They got a lot of movie memorabilia and other facts of the true story in the bus. So it's a nice thing to look at. Uh, but but it's right there in the parking lot. Now, right. the other bus, the real bus, the magic bus, it's 21 miles one way from yeah. the nearest, from the road, where the road ends. You, I parked my bike. I left it there for four days. Wow. I hiked two days. I know. Even, I even left some of my stuff in a yeah. bag strapped on the back. You know, because what do you do? Yeah. And uh, I hiked out there. Uh, I met another a young kid on a little dirt bike from Canada. He was up there. Uh, he tried to get out, couldn't make it, and uh, was trying again. So I said, well, let's go together and be safer with all the bear and stuff. And uh, when we got to the end of the road, we met a third guy on a bike from Italy, hmm. Marco. And, and so he said he tried it two weeks ago and couldn't get across the river. And uh, he went to Anchorage and bought a raft, and he was considering on going back. And we're like, nothing to consider. Let's go. There's three of us now. We're going. We went, and we made it. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, th- I knew it was cool, and it was something I wanted to do, but I had no idea the impact when I finally, because we didn't, we weren't really sure. Nobody's really sure if you're going the right way or, yeah. or anything, you know. And uh, when you finally see that bus, when it just all of a sudden you haven't, you know, we didn't see anything for for two days. And uh, there's a bus and it just hits so hard and was so emotional that I wasn't expecting that. So it was really pretty cool. I ended up sleeping on the bus that night. That's so awesome, (laughs) uh, dude. Well, I mean, and that's that's just an example of one of your epic trips, and uh, not too long <laughs> that ago. Was that, that same trip to Alaska, right before that, just less than a week before that, I rode my chopper all the way to Prudhoe Bay, Alaska, up the Dalton Highway, the... Uh, also known as the Hall Road or Ice Road Truckers That's Road. Right. Yeah. Wow. It's the most northern road on the globe. I broke my frame. Uh, and that, I, I really, the last bit of that is 230, it's a little over 500 miles total from Fairbanks. But uh, the last clip is 237 miles of nothing. Wow. Nothing. Terrible dirt roads, no cell phone reception, no nothing. Yep. So if you're you're getting a jam there and break something, you're kind of you're kind of screwed, you know. <laughs> kind of in a jam, yeah. <laughs> and so I, I really felt like I pushed my luck. I did that and succeeded, and I didn't want to keep pushing my luck, so I almost didn't go to the bus. And then at the last minute, I changed my mind. So, so yeah, that was pretty pretty intense trip. That one was. <laughs> well, you have coming up again this year. Your 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 book that's out being a rambles the orient you're actually uh now going back as a tour guide 
Yeah, yeah. Adventure mentor. I'm the adventure. Will you trust me to take you on an adventure? Strangely It'll be enough, all right. strangely <laughs> enough, it would probably be the trip of a lifetime. Well, no, wait a minute. Just I don't know if you together already. So yeah, I, mean, I know the secret here. Beaner's yeah. actually a fantastic truck buddy. Right. So. <laughs> That but, was Truck Buddy, right? Was, I did hear you. Yeah, like yes, that. yes. That, that was, was Truck Buddy. T R U C K. T R U C K. But that's how rumors start. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Tell everybody a little bit about um, what your what your tour guide deal was coming up and where you're going to be because it's it's in itself amazing. Well, you know, everyone, everyone uh, liked the book and they liked the the trip over there. And I went back last year for three months just for a vacation. Everyone's like, you're going to write another book. I'm like, no, I'm just doing it. Well, Vietnam's changing quick. And I I really want people to experience what I experienced. And uh, so I come up with a plan. Uh, I would go, <laughs> I would go over, and I I would meet people. You 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 book a set of time with me for a, a trip, and it's your trip. I'm a private tour guide for people, and I'll pick you up at the airport. Have a bike ready. We'll take off. You bring who you want to. If you want to come alone, you come alone. If you want to bring your best friend or or your wife or whatever. That's on you. That's, you know, it's your trip. There's not going to be strangers and we're trying to. So that's that was kind of the first of my idea on this. The other is we go at your pace and pretty much I'm going to let you lead. I'll guide you in, in the right direction, but you stop when you want to stop. You know, you see something cool, you stop. We don't go blasting by it, yeah. you know, and, and not, you can explore it like I explored yeah, it's it. Not, it's not somebody you know? setting your trip up for you. It's you setting your trip up, and you're helping them get through what they want. Right. Yeah. I'm there. I'm, yeah, I'm right. there, uh, you know, awesome. to, to lean on. Uh, the other thing is there's no reservations. We got no plans. Uh, and, and I even said that on my website that, uh, you know, adversity can be a good ingredient for an adventure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if yeah. we get stuck somewhere and there's no rooms and that, that's going to make a all good better. Yeah. story, yeah. you know, and it, it it's, you know, that's all just part of the adventure. And that's, I, I tell people, if you want, if you need more security, then take a cruise, and right. they'll tell you when to eat and when to sleep and when to, you know, everything. Uh, you I know, would totally take not, that trip. A cruise is not an adventure, yeah. you know. So, so that's what I'm doing, and I announced it on Facebook. And, uh, you know, I told people with the long flight and all, and, and it's a lot to take in in Vietnam is, uh, you know, a two-week yeah. really yeah. is the minimum. And I know a lot of people can't take off like I take. I'm doing six months. I'm going wow. over there for Six wow. months. God, and, that's well, a, and that's a crazy I, I, trip. My too. plan was, yeah, one month over there by myself, and then four months of tours, and then one month by myself to yeah. unwind. Well, the four months totally booked up almost immediately. 
within a week or two, I was booked up. I got people offering more money to take someone else's spot. I got other people saying, well, what about that first month you were going over? Can I meet you? And now I got people on the last trip want to stay longer than two weeks. So that's so I'm losing even my time. I'm going to be really, really, really busy. That's Uh, awesome, though. That's good. I think it's going to be pretty cool. And now, uh, I don't know if you know Bear with... uh, Yeah. Used to be, yeah, used to be uh, Himalayan Heroes, but Mm -hmm. now that company kind of separated, and he's running motorcycle Sherpas now. Right on. Uh, And it's the same thing, but it's him and his other partner, uh, Booty, from India. And they're doing Nepal stuff. Well, I was just talking to him uh, this morning or last night, uh, and he wants me to do a tour with him. So I'm gonna we're we're gonna do some plan. But see, he added Bangladesh and a couple other countries he's talking about, and who knows, we might even get a Vietnam trip or something in there. Could be could be Vietnam, could be Cambodia, Laos too. Those are. You know, I got to do them last, uh, my last trip over there, and it's really, it's really cool. That's an adventure. To me, that's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> well, like I said, man, not too many people actually get to get to a place that makes us jealous because we run and run and run, and man, you know, keep keep that stuff coming. Tell everybody where they can, uh, they can keep track of where you're at and where you're going next. Uh, uh- Everything Beaner.com, and Beaner is spelled B-E-A-N-R-E, um, and not E-R. Oh, and that's my bad. On, I'm sorry. It's okay. It, it's a common Oh, I mistake. did it right. Never mind. No, she did it right. And on um, um, Instagram, it's everything underscore Beaner. And same thing with Facebook. Facebook, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's an awful lot of people watching on, on Facebook right now oh, that absolutely. are digging you. So, yep. right yeah, on. yeah, I got, I've been lucky. I got, I got three pages that, of me on Facebook. I got about 30,000 followers. And, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I spend so much time. Did you just meet him? Right. It's crazy. He needs a Facebook page just for his boots. <laughs> right? Oh. oh, the boots. Hey, oh. listen, I got to tell you guys, and I know Mark will remember this. I don't know if, if Heather remembers this far back in the day, but like in the early smokeouts, Beaner used to bring a wardrobe oh, trailer. Yeah. Like he's kind <laughs> Oh, he's yeah. cut back. That doesn't consider- surprise me. He's cut back considerably. Yeah, he he really has. Yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't around in those days, dude. He was he was uptight and out of sight, baby. Yes, like he, he would bust out that pink lemon chiffon zoot suit. <laughs> yeah. Like nobody's I had zoot business. suits in Yellow. every color and several in. Just, I had like two red ones. Two pink ones, yellow, yeah, a, a yellow blue one. one, a gold one, a white one. You was all about the uh, style. Yeah, I mean, baby. I, I still got a, the purple one. That's in the museum hey, well, now. You, you do know what the the uh, the lot we have going on? That's going to be a uh, pimp and hoe show coming up here. Yeah, so you okay. might get breaking. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> let's let's just say the rumors are going on right now that there will be a pimp and hoe party. Yes. at the handmade lot at, at Entown. However, I think yeah. maybe it should be. Reversed. You yeah. guys can be the hose. Well, let's not be <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, listen. 
I'm, I'm all about this new women's movement, yeah, but, yeah, let, but let's draw some lines. Yeah, still. Honey, let's, let's, we all uh, know you're a hooker. Let's park that here. Come on. That's besides the fact. <laughs> <laughs> you can call me a hooker. You just ain't dressing yeah. me like Where that. Where is the uh, handmade lot in Daytona? Um, it's yeah. going to be announced. It's going to be announced very shortly. Okay. Right now, it is at an undisclosed location. I'm not going to be back from Vietnam in time for Daytona. Well, but we'll have to keep a place for you for the next one. Now. In April, yeah. Yep. It, lo- yep. it looks like it looks like the handmade lot is going to catch a, a pretty good a pretty good breeze. So yeah, we ought to be all right for the next few. And in Sturgis, it'll be back at Steel Pony, right? Yes, sir. Yep. Excellent. Yeah. Bigger and better. I went there. Went there. I had a good time. Liked it a lot. It's a great, great venue. Good people. Mm-hmm. So. Well, we're, we're, we're giving it our best shot, that's for sure. Yep. All right, man. Well, listen, we're getting late in the hour. I want to tell you how much we appreciate you being on here with us. And, Thanks uh, for having me. And it's taking great. time out of your trip off the road because I know you're you're late and you got to haul ass, so thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And we'll have to catch up. Maybe we can get the time change deal right and we can actually bring you in from uh, from Vietnam. Oh, that'd be awesome. All that we try. You know what? It, we could totally do that. That would be it's cool. It's just a twelve. It's just a twelve-hour difference. So. Right on. We're down. So, so if we did this, it'd be ten o'clock in the morning. I'd be oh, talking shit. to you ten oh, o'clock perfect. at night. You no could be deal. having coffee. Yeah, that's right. So will right? I. <laughs> <laughs> well, make sure you keep in touch and safe travels, Beaner. Oh, thank you, Heather, and nice talking to you. All right, buddy. Later All right, on, Beaner. Be safe. All right. Good night. All right, man, one more time, I want to re- remind you guys that we're coming to you through the uh, the technology and courtesy of the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney Studio here with Shop Talk every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on any of your social media networks, your favorites, your least favorites, and uh, all of the above. We're also available in podcast form after the fact through any of the um, Apple or Android devices through Google Play and iTunes. So I have a complaint tonight. Okay. There's been great interaction, awesome comments all night, but they're epically failing at shares. Where's my share crowd? Where where are sharers? Like, if we want to keep doing this, hopefully, eventually, it might... Hey, what happened to the phone-in thing? We're, We're working on that's, that. That's a techno- technology issue well, that we well, have I got, to work I got it. On? I got it. I got Ooh, it under control. I he's just, got it. I need, to, I need to get it together, and then we need to promote it so that we have enough people that know that we're going to be doing it that we that, get that'll, called. That'll be pretty awesome, I think. Oh, yeah. I think that'll, that'll like really Especially because we're not going to edit it at all. Right. Like, no. we're not going to pick up the phone and say, hey, are you really scary, like totally creepy, and not talk to that person? We're yeah. just going to pick up oh, the no. phone and say... Go ahead with your batshit crazy effects? self. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, we are up. we are pretty quick off the cuff though, so they might be in trouble. <laughs> so this ain't our first rodeo. No. So I do have a question that Chris and I have been pondering, and it makes me wonder based on our lack of shares. Oh boy. Again, lack of shares. Yeah, this so, is actually going to be a and, uh, a poll of sorts. So and this we're is put the, really important. Let me, let me put the social media feed up. Here we go. Okay. okay. Really important. We did a show um, unannounced on Sunday. Well, kind of unannounced on Sunday. And the feedback on it was fantastic. We had great views, a ton of shares, a lot of commentary. So should we move the show to Sunday night? I mean, listen. 9 p.m. Eastern, or should we keep it the same? We've moved it around a lot through Shop Talk's two-year history. And, uh, you know, we're willing to take it wherever you guys are. 
you guys say. Um, whether you comment here right now or leave comments in the feed or send us direct messages. Email us, DM us. Which is however, better, Sunday whatever. or Thursday? Don't smoke call signals. me. Smoke signals are good, too. Set up smoke we'll, signals. We'll take smoke signals. That'd be fun. Oh, oh. chopper's rule. Guess who's yeah. here? Steve Peffer. I really? See. He just got back from a chopper ride. Chopper's sweet, rule. Sweet Jesus, Steve. Sweet, <laughs> so we sweet had Fanny a, Brown. Somebody actually on Tuesday night pulled up and said, hey, is that Steve Peffer? Yeah. Well, after I settled Chris down, <gasps> we told him that. Yeah. Dude. Yep, he did. No, listen, it was it was awesome. It was though. funny. We were we were the only me, Mark, and Ed Fish, Heather was yep. with us, were the only three choppers in the entire yep. parking lot at a bike night. We went to bike night, dude. Yep. And it was like weirdest bike night ever because all the people were inside well, and all the, all bikes, the bikes were, were outside. outside. There were Made only no motorcycles. Sense. And and we're not much of a do it at home kind of kind of Yeah, when we're at no, home. We have when so we're much home, stuff we're going home. on in the yeah. first place. But Ed Ed Fish is God hands down one our of my mentor, favorite people. One of I our mean, best just friends, yeah. such Fish, an amazing Mr. person, Fish. and to actually ride with them, it, it was was awesome. It truly was awesome until like, we ran out of until gas. I ran out of gas and lost them. I back said to, we. I was giving you out. Oh no, no, it was me. No questions <laughs> asked. I mean, I, I had. Uh, it was. I'll take the credit for that. Rob Keller almost ran me over, so that was. Fun. <laughs> oh my god! I was um, get. I was getting off the bike to scream at whoever that was, yeah. and then I saw who it was. But I thought I'd make it one mile. One mile. Yeah, to we were bikes, one mile know? away. So goddamn choppers. But uh, yeah, odd for us to be at a bike night. But it was cool. It was nice to see some people come out, and it was, you know, good conversation. A couple guys really. Uh, <sighs> Really um, went out of their way to come over and talk yep. to us and ask some questions and stuff, which was pretty cool. They were the only other two people in the parking lot, by the way. So because everybody was inside the place we were talking about in Pittsburgh. There's a joint called Jurgles. Every Tuesday night, they have a killer, killer bike night. Val Porter from DVE is there every every Tuesday. Um, sometimes a crowd is so yep. ridiculous you can't get in the parking lot. That particular night, it looked like there might be a little bit of rain, and it apparently washed all the vajayjay off the road right literally so, <laughs> so they were pretty bit of yeah it. it was kind of sparse but we were there with mr it was, fish it was nice I, yeah that's what all it was about yeah. so, we're getting votes for sunday here guys that's, well yeah. if it has to be it has to be so, so uh real quick we're going to go through a couple things because we're pat we're overtime actually on the okay. show tonight overtime. um just a reminder that coming up in short order is the uh, York Fairground or the York Bike Week at York Fairgrounds? Check You're going to be there, aren't you? Yeah, we're going to be there doing a bike show. Check out the uh, full concert lineup, fuel, um, bunch of great stuff. You know, like Heather. Heather just reminded me we're doing a bike show. Um, Willie's Chopper Time coming up for Biketoberfest. One of the only reasons to go to Daytona. Not the only reason. I but said one definitely of definitely the best reason. One of. And then what we were talking about tonight, and we'll be talking about in subsequent weeks with um, many of the builders from the B- subsequent. I said that too fast for me to actually pronounce it. In, in weeks to come, we'll be talking to many builders from the BC Moto Invitational at the Tennessee. Because most people are like leafing through their dictionary right now trying to figure out <laughs> what the hell did he just say? So check them out online too. The Tennessee Motorcycles and Music Revival. Totally stoked for this. Yeah, buddy. Totally looking forward to it. Going to be a good time. <laughs> and right before we go, we have a special report coming in from our man in the field, Xavier Muriel, who is out at the Golden Bolt. Take it away, X. Deliver the bolt. Hey, hey what's happening? It's Xavier with Cycle Source. We're here in Los Angeles. We just finished up the Golden Bolt Run, the Invitational. 
my man Brian Butera, Nick from Mad Pen Cycles, and Rick from RKV. Gentlemen, what just happened? Give me a little breakdown. <sighs> well, went to do a, a nine-mile shakedown ride. It took three hours. Three, three hours, three and a half hours later. Yeah. I would bet it took five. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we had breakdowns. We had overheats. We had people kicking us out of hotel parking lots. Yep. We had... Uh, a, a bump start. Bump start. Hollywood, California traffic, which basically just sucks butt. Me and you so even took a walk down the... We took a walk down Hollywood Boulevard. Did you? Yes. We, we, we came to look for I, never, I never got to see the stars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for Brian on TMZ tonight. But, but I can't tell you this. <laughs> I can't tell you this, that if it wasn't for everybody at this table and the guy behind the phone here, uh, we would all not be sitting here. And once again, that's exactly what this fucking thing is all about. Nobody left anybody. Everybody helped everybody. And we're all back safe. And that's all that matters is the experience. So, Mr. Callan, uh, you're thought of, you're loved, you're missed. And boys, congratulations. And right the fuck on. Later. <laughs> Oh. That sounds like a day and a half. Yeah, who would who would figure that they'd make a good time out of it though, right? Oh, right, those that crew. Hey, that's yep. pretty much what we do. Though. And they're all yep. going to be in Cherokee with us. I like know. that whole crew. I think actually the whole crew except Rick is actually staying at our house. And do the Cherokee Blue Ridge run. That's that's our next stop yeah. on the tour. If yep. you guys aren't hip to that, check them out online and social media. But we got the full complement of Grease and Gears Garage. The the bike show that Bob K is an AMD qualifier. Yeah. Bob has has pulled out all the stops oh, yeah. this year. He's got it's like 30 hook. builders just for the yep. AMD show. We're having our a bike show, a chopper show on Saturday all day so you can come hang out with us there. Um, you can watch people do cool stuff on a cool stage and hang out with cool people. Yep. And I, I that I'm, aren't us. I'm looking at the clock and I'm thinking we're five minutes five minutes late getting started and fifteen minutes over. So we've given you ten extra minutes of uh, your value here at Shop Talk. Wow! And money's <laughs> thanks right to the there. fine folks at Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorneys for letting us bring this to you every week. And again, let us know if you want Sunday or keep it Thursday. We want to do what you want us to do, um, within reason. Yeah, Chris will do anything. Once. I don't, I don't even know what's going but, on. But right um, you can help us keep this going by hitting the share button. Make sure you hit the follow button. Tell your friends that every Thursday for now, until we decide if you want to move it to Sunday, Shop Talk is coming to you live through all your favorite social media channels and through podcast after the fact. And uh, we're going to pull this one into the station. So I want to thank both you guys. And most importantly, I want to thank you guys for letting us into your headspace and uh, sharing your motorcycle life with some motorcycle people doing motorcycle things and talking motorcycle shit. All right. He said motorcycle. 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 So until next week. Same chopper time. Oh, sweet Jesus. (laughs) Same chopper channel (laughs) for another episode of Shop Talk. See you then.
show and like everything from the casting to the storyline man like it was it was so great because earlier we were on the phone with buck and we were talking about how our motorcycles a lot of times mark that place and time and the relationships we have with each other but what you guys did with this movie it was so perfect because the characters nicky boots and Barry and like these guys that like you you caught this moment in time. Tony you know? Pan, first yeah. freedom yeah. fighter. And I, I thought mean, it, he was perfect playing God. And I thought it was perfect. I thought this was this was the best thing that could happen. But as soon as you rap on that, you're into the second one. Yeah. You're into Rough Boys now. Uh, I'm going to do three of them. The next one's going to be Rough Girls, and we're going to be you know we'll get your girl in there too. We're going to it's going to be where they're trying to find Good Time Charlie to save Miss Gloria's property. Uh, and you know, after that, I'm really thinking about sitting down, and I would really like to do a, a movie on Miss Gloria and get some actresses and get first get her to sit down in a chair and just tell and her tell whole story, story. Yep. and then use that in the movie. Like you know, when we got one of the actors' girls when she's younger, and it's her voice going, and then I got on my bike, yeah. and then maybe have a little piece. I mean, that would be like the fastest Indian man. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Let me, let Dude, me tell you, the, insane. The, the, well, this is the thing, you know, you and us guy like me, I just, I heard you talking about the, they always try to put us in some shit, you know, uh, and make us uh, out to be. Always trying to I categorize mean, us, yeah. 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 So anyway, you know, uh, well, I'm an us guy. I mean, I grew up around us guys. You know, my grandfather was a galloping goose in New Orleans. Uh, you know, I'm good for my uncles, Oakland, Hells Angel. My cousin's a bandito. But I mean, I, I know the real guys, so I would be kind of stupid for me to make a movie and Good Time Charlie's some tough guy walking around beating everybody up. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, that shit would not work, <laughs> you know. And that's what pisses those guys off, you know. They're, they're the real guys, and they, you don't want them to come in the theater or sit at home and watch something that they're knowing that, you know, uh, that guy just got a bike yesterday. Yeah, I mean, is, you know yeah, what I mean? You, know. you don't want them to know it, it, it isn't real. Yeah. Right, so I went with Good Time Charlie lost his soul, and I'm trying to get it back. And I'm, you know, John Show blows up his shop. He's trying to, and and uh, it worked. The chemistry worked. And yeah. look, man, I learned from I, when I when my my brother, you know, he won all that money, and, and been I mean, since '92 we've been doing crazy shit together, touring with BB King, Greg, all, all the cool shit, and I've been blessed. And so when I went up to him and told him I had this idea for a movie. He said, well, show me the script. And I said, what's in my head? And normally a person with money would say, okay, well, when you get a script, come see me. But my brother knows that I can write a song in one minute. I mean, I'm a storytelling some bitch. So when I said it was (laughs) in my head, he said, let's roll. And so it was, man. And we we filmed it uh, not in sequel. You know, uh, we were in New York at at Bobby Seeger's. We went, you were there when we went over there. And, uh, you know, we went to Texas and we went to Louisiana. And there, the, the director was going crazy. She was going, well, how does this fit there? I go, don't worry about it. It'll, It'll all fit. fit at the yeah. end. It'll fit. <laughs> and, and, then, uh, and then, of course, then I went and got Dave Nichols. And I said, hey, I think we better write a script. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think to get we loose. need one of those. Yeah. But but I, I actually, I, I checked out Easy Rider, the movie. and not uh, I've seen it a million times, but I counted the scenes, okay? Uh, okay, I sat down with a little paper and pencil, and I'm, okay, so from here, when he gets the cocaine, that's a scene. Boom. Okay, <laughs> yeah. from here to, you know, then they did the writing scene, right? So they had 36, uh, no, wait, they had 32 scenes, right? So I'm thinking to myself, because I ain't never did a movie, well, I'll just do 32 scenes, and I'll have it about the right. So I wound up doing 36 scenes, and when I sat down with the editor, he goes, so what are we cutting out? 
I go, well, I'm hoping nothing. He goes, well, the movie's three hours long. <laughs> so that, You're cutting that, something that, up. So, so that plan didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> but So we cut like an hour out of the movie, man. I mean, and there's some really, there was some good parts. It was like, ah! yeah, I guess if you, you know, think about like, it, an Easy Rider, there was probably like 70 scenes filmed. Yeah, right. And they used right. 36. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I, that's why I got Dave Nichols to write it. Because Dave, uh, you know, he's got some history in, uh, you know, Hell's Angels on yeah. Wheel with Dave Nichols. I mean, uh, with uh, Jack Nichols. Jack Nichols. and uh, Yeah. Hey, Dave Nichols, Jack Nichols. Maybe they're related. What's going on there? Yeah. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, the thing, uh, it worked, the first movie. And, you know, I think that opened the door because a lot of people were going, Oh, here's Charlie with a crazy idea yeah, again. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, Charlie. You know, but Woody, but, you know, look, Woody, I got to give it up for Woody, okay? I go over to Woody and go, hey, you don't want to be in my movie? And in two seconds, he goes, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. And I had no idea that an hour before that, he was talking to Tom Berenger about some movie. And he goes, nah, I'll, I'll promote it, but I don't want to be in it or anything. Yeah. <laughs> but when it comes to me, he just jumps right in with both feet. And it's like, I'm in. <laughs> and he's in this second movie, man. He plays the, a villain, you know, and uh, different story, but same thing, man. I'm putting the American blues and American motorcycles together, and I'm going with the John Wayne theory. I just picked the right people for the parts. Yeah. And like you, you're playing yourself. You're bringing your band. You're going to be on the race thing, and, you know, we're going to come over to you and give you some lines to say. And, I mean, you're playing yourself. So, I mean. How the hell are you gonna mess that up? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, hell, we, that's that could be that could be very Have you easily met done. Chris? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, no, and <laughs> I'm telling you, look, I'm telling you, everybody, and look, Dave Parrish is the fir- perfect ticket guy. I'm sorry, I can't get in here unless I pay for it with that accent. <laughs> And Rogue's the radio announcer. Oh my god, dude, that's awesome! You listen, you having you having Rogue as the radio announcer is as good as like people from Pittsburgh. Our announcer for the for the Steelers games all the time yeah. used to be Myron Cope. And uh-huh. anyone that hurt, he was a grizzly, old, like oh, yeah. terrible voice, yeah. and just. But it was it was like pure gold oh, listening man. to him announce football. Well, you know, well, dude, I got the scene. I I, I popped it in my head. I got a booze fighter. He was in the first movie. And, uh, you know, he's cool as hell. They call him Padre. I mean, with a name like that, you know, he's a good Everybody loves the guy. So anyway, he's going to be sitting in the stands, and he's going to be stinking drunk, right? And these other guys are sitting next to him, and they're going, what is that guy saying? I can't understand anything he's saying. And the the booze fighter is going to go, I understand every word of what he's saying. (laughs) So I think it's going to be pretty pretty funny, you know? So I don't know. But uh, we got a full-blooded Cherokee Indian, and uh, he's coming. And, you know, we got this scene with Beaner where we drink the yak juice and we're all jacked up at the campfire. So uh, we got some pretty cool scenes. Dave Nichols is pretty pretty smart cookie. Oh, he is. He tells a good story. And see, that's that's the thing, man. Like, I get it. I understand why your first movie was three hours long. Right. You've been trying to tell a whole story in under three minutes for your whole life in song. Yes. So now, you too, brother, look, man. Right? Rogue, let's go back to Rogue. <laughs> yeah. Rogue pulled me by the ear at, at the Buffalo Chip way back. ZZ Top or somewhere. And I was, I got bumped off the ZZ Top show because ZZ Top, you know, they could just bump you, right? Yeah. You know show business. And so I was pissing. Rogue went and yelled at Woody and, you know, and <laughs> and, I, and I, I didn't want to tell Rogue, hey, you know, I'm, I still want to play here. You know, I just let it alone, right? Yeah. And uh, anyway, Rogue come over to me and goes, 
you know, I don't know about this music shit, but all your other stuff with the radio and all, you need to get hooked up with Chris and you guys. And I go, man, oh, yeah, I got my own thing over here. He goes, no, no, I don't care about all that shit. You guys. He knew way back then yeah. that it was going to lead to what's going on right yeah, now. Rogue's a smart cookie, too. He is, buddy. man. Yeah, and you know what? I don't know about you, but Rogue introduced me to everybody I know. Yeah, he oh, introduced yeah. me to Tony, Rockstone, Barry. I mean, a lot of people that I know is because of Rogue. Yeah, Rogue's, you know, a, Rogue's a good guy. You one know, of my favorites to run into. One of the things about him, too, was like, you know, we a lot of us have been sharing stories about uh, John yeah. Parham of JP Cycles. And John was John was a, a lot like the, the same thing you get from Rogue. Rogue yeah. would always seem to have this uncanny knack that when you needed a word of encouragement, yep. he would give it oh, to yeah. you. Yep. When you needed your ass kicked, he would give it to right. you. When you needed an example, good or bad, he made sure he and, gave and it to you. And that's what makes Rogue so real. Oh, because yeah. when, when yeah, dude, Rogue's he, he, not he afraid to tell old, you what you're doing wrong. riding a motorcycle and he'd yeah. probably still punch you out. Yeah, hey, dude, he passed I mean, me up on the way home from Sturgis, and I was in a yeah. truck and trailer, and I was kicking at about 85. And he blew yeah. past me and got his hand up the wave to let him know or let me know he was going by. So He's one, inspiring, man. Yes, He's he is. Look, man, I, I love it. That's why I put him in the first movie. I put him in the second movie. I wrote a song about him. He does the rogue dance to it you know i i, I mean uh, yeah, he's, he's somebody the epitome always know, of our culture he's somebody you always know you're gonna get the truth from and that's what i like about rogue he, he's yeah. not gonna put beat around the bush yeah buddy. he's gonna let you know if you're right or wrong and he's gonna do it in the yeah. manner like it like he he well, means it when you're done and you and well, you look, consider this is the thing we all got the essence of rogue one way or another and we all idolize the guy because he's yep. he is he's he is an us guy yeah he's right. an us guy when we was in our pin exactly before it was us yep. you know <laughs> so so this is the thing man let me tell you things are changing you know uh, your magazine's the one and only in the best magazine i mean you still that proved it okay all the other ones have you know by the riverside and the new guys that are doing i don't know can i talk frankly or what or can i well you i mean anyway the new guys on the you know the other <laughs> magazine yeah uh, i met them and uh i wasn't impressed and i don't care about no blue jeans all i know is i care about <laughs> our, our, our culture okay right. i've been doing this and you've been doing this chris a long time and me and you still can't fill up a teacup much less a wheelbarrow okay and we finally at this point where all the stars lined it up all the all the technology, all the stuff, and me and you are sitting in the captain chairs. So let's take this moment over. Yeah, right. And, uh, and let's start doing some stuff, you know. And like I say, uh, little short stories, documentaries, everything. Let's soak it all up, put it you in know. a big old gumbo pie, and let everybody see it. Well, this, this race thing sounds pretty awesome. That's all I have to say. Dude, it, I'm telling you, it's a real race. And then. Yeah. On the Sunday, what we're going to do is we, you know, we're going to film the crowd and, and we're going to stack the, the people that are in the thing. And then Sunday, we're going to do all the cameo appearances and the voice, you know, the, the acting stuff and yeah. make it all look like it's all at the race on Saturday. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, I'm what? telling you, I learned a, I learned a lot of stuff on. Uh, I mean, you could take 30 people and ha and make it look like a big old Roman war scene. man. Yeah. I mean, right. Because, you know, you hold your hand, two hands up, make an L. And you hold one this way and the other way and make a box, and that's the screen. Right. So you look in that, and then you go, okay, this is my scene right here. So I got to just fill this up. And you know, I mean, I mean, I've seen movies now where I see one of the army guys, and he was one of the guys that died uh, two uh, scenes ago. Right. And they right. got him in a different soldier uniform now. Yeah. You know, I mean, Hollywood. Uh, I mean, there's some stuff you can learn from them. I mean, I don't want to be Hollywood, but I mean, 
there's some tricks, you know, and Dave knows them, man. Dave know Dave did a one with Charlie Musselwhite where he's on this old porch in Alabama where the movie starts out, and we made him a ghost. And the way they did it, he he just played against the wall, and then they took him away from the wall, and then they put him back at the wall, and that yeah. makes him a ghost. Yeah. And I'm thinking we had to do all this shit and pay three hundred you know, to get a special effects dude. Yeah. But when I seen that, I went, Dave. Okay, that's it. Let's do that one again. <laughs> right on, Make man. Make me a ghost now, Dave. But hey, so look, uh, we got two houses we rented. Oh, before I go, I got to give love to the women behind all of this. Your wife, my wife. Okay, I mean, yep. uh, I don't know how to spell and all this. I mean, my wife. If it wasn't for her. I don't know, man. I, I mean, she's the one that takes care of all the bookings, all the stuff, all the paperwork, you know, and gives me advice when we're rolling down the road, you know? Keeps you awake. So, you, Mar- Mar- all of it, man. You know? Mar- Marsh got hey, one man. of them, too. It, oh, it's yeah. a, well, it, it you, takes teams. It takes yeah, teams of people hey, to do so this man, stuff. I got, when I got in that high-speed car chase when I was with Greg Allman, and I went away for a little bit and I got out, I was seriously thinking about not playing no more. I didn't even have a guitar. And I didn't even, my my girl, she didn't even know I wasn't, you know, when I met her, I was doing the motorcycle and hanging out with some crazy people. And I just got out and, you know, and one day I put a cassette in and she goes, is that you? And I go, yeah, it's the band I had when I used to play with Greg. I had my own it's motorcycle music. She goes, what's motorcycle music? I go, it's stuff I write about. But, and uh, she goes, well, who's on this album? I go, well, Ainsley Dumbart was on drums and the bass player, original bass player for the Doobie Brothers, David Schur. She goes, you were playing with all those guys? I go, I don't, yeah, I just was lucky, I guess. Yeah. So she got on the thing, man. I didn't even know what an email was or a website back then. I mean, that's when that shit first started kicking off, right? And she made a website and a thing. And next thing you know, I had a band and I was opening up for the Doobie hey, Brothers you know, at the Redwood Run. Yeah, like you said, you when you got out, you didn't know if you wanted to get back into music. But that's the no. things in your history that makes your music even better in oh, yeah. Dude, you know, Dude, those telling, stories, I, you know? Well, let me tell you, and Chris knows it, that guitar has brought me all over the world. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I call her Sweaty Betty. She's a, a telly, yep. a Fender telly, and I love her to death. And she's she's brought me all over the world, man. I mean, that's what it ain't. They, it ain't me. It's They wanted to hear that guitar, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, it pulls and, it out uh, of you. Yeah, and, I, and while I'm there, I get to meet all the motorcycle people and ride motorcycles. And, right. You know, but that guitar, I mean, what a guitar is, is how it got me doing these movies. I mean, look, man, Deacon Jones passed away right after, right when we were finished. He never even got to see the movie finished, yeah. right? Yeah. And he was Freddie King's keyboard player and, and, and my mentor, you know, and, and he's the one that got me playing with Hook and everybody, with John Lee Hook and everybody. But, right. you know, let me tell you, it's so cool to have him on film. At least we got him on film yeah, playing absolutely. the organ. Plant. And uh, now Uncle Benny, uh, he's in the second movie. We got him with Charlie. And man, what a chemistry between Charlie Musselwhite. Oh, that's another thing. Man, definitely bring your bass because I guess Barry might even have Dickie Betts coming or some shit. No well, shit. I guess we're, gonna, I, we're all going to do a jam and eat crawfish and all on our nights, a night off and all that shit. Right on. Well, so, yeah, like, man, sounds like it's going to be a filming Benny, party. <laughs> I think Benny's coming too, man. You get to meet Benny. He's the last of the Freddie King band, man. He's, right. He just turned 80 years old. Nice. You know? Tell me, that he's he was at the poker table when they opened up for Grand Funk, and Freddie kicked the shit out of Mark on the poker table, and he went up and wrote, we're an American band, up all nice. night yeah, with yeah, Freddie yeah. King. Let me tell you, poker's this. I know that whole story, note for note. Right. You know? But, uh, dude, I tell you, uh, I, I, my wife even said it. 
all this time you guys have been hitting the pavement and doing all it, the stars are lined up now. Everything is in the right spots. Uh, hell, man, you know, we, these app things, and now we can put them on the t- I mean, we just we got an opening right now to where if we was the football team, we would call it draw play right about now. Yeah, right. But you know what the funny thing is, man, and, and you and I both come from this same place, like, you know, a lot of people have been saying that since some of the other magazines have gone away and stuff. They're like, yeah. wow, you know, this is really your time. No, baby, no, it's been it's, my time yeah. for 22 years. Yeah, it's oh, like no, I've that's been, why you're don't, dude, I, yeah, I, you just, didn't hear the way I told, I, I, oh, yeah. I, I said that. I said, the other ones are going by the wayside. Yours ain't. Why? Because yours was kicking at Yours was better than theirs when they had the money. You know why? Because in all reality, there there wasn't a corporate end to this. I mean, this was from the heart. It, he lived it in, in, in all reality, and, and we Charlie all lived too. it every day. You yeah. know what I mean? Charlie, too. Charlie's yeah, out there living it, doing yep. that radio show. If, if it was oh, about yeah. the money between me and you, we'd already have money. So that's that's that. people, Chris. Chris, we're both intelligent people, man. I mean, I never went to school, but I'm I'm street smart. So right, I mean, right. you, you're, dude, you've got, you've got that stuff down. You've like, you got CNN and stuff. I mean, Fox News over there with all the cool <laughs> stuff you got, you know? And uh, But look, I really want you to do these tours with me. Uh, we're going to bang a bunch of theaters, man, and uh, uh, I I, I want to go see the United States. I want you know where everybody out there. I mean, it ain't nothing to do with motorcycle rallies. I'm just going to go pick, and I'm sure we can do two or three theaters, like you said over there. We can rent a blow up thing oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And well, uh, that's, you know, and, uh, we, we didn't get to that part. But when this movie comes yeah. out, Charlie's yeah. uh, putting the idea together of this tour. That's like a. A rolling six hundred theaters, yeah, six hundred seater movie theaters, yeah. and goes with a whole events where you get the you know meet cast of the movie and well the, in know. the lobby we're going to have the gallery with all the Ricky Ritter's artwork and Dago's artwork that was in the first movie and all the stuff they did in the second movie right yeah. and we're going to have the golden bike by the way we didn't talk about that we got a golden bike that Paco and S and S and uh, and Mondo and them put together. And each scene in the movie has a clue, and the soundtrack has a couple of clues. Now check this and out. You, yeah. You'll be able to go on the website. Uh, it's going to be roughboysmovie.com. I'm pretty sure we almost got it done. But you'll be able to go in there, and all the cast will be on there where you can email them because some of them have a clue, too. Okay? And uh, so you go through this whole thing. You figure out all the clues. We got this lead. It's painted in gold. This lead golden bike with a with – a, it's the man in the bike. It's just an old looking, you know, with the goggles on and everything, right? Yeah. We're going to hide that thing. And if you figure out where that is, you win $10,000 cash nice. and the motorcycle. And the bike. Yeah, that's cool. And right? no and one's never done that, dude. I yep. checked everywhere. No one has ever made a movie with a treasure hunt in it right. where you went. Never happened. Okay, yeah, interactive. so that's going to get the millennial kids hey. into our. Without the electric little bikes and all that stuff, yep. everybody going to want to play the game. But again, like you said, nobody's ever, like the real from inside, from the, the inside end of this is done what you're doing right now. Yeah. So you're, Nobody, pulling, you're pulling people and, in instead of them being dude, stars, you're pulling the people theaters. in to live this. Name, yes. name, name that. Dude, we're doing like the circus. Yep. Uh, we're we're going to go and pick theaters that we know has a great biker community yep. it goes on paypal so the ticket sales come first we're going to get a couple of sponsors and we're going to get in the motorhome yep. take the trailer with the golden bike and, and a couple of the other bikes and and bring the band yep. and chris i want you to play in the band and uh showcase uh, all your stuff cycle yeah, you're, you're doing like a rocky horror picture show right, right? The motorcycle right. Right. well I mean, and that's then awesome. once we got the tours once we got the tours mapped 
we own them. Right. Yep. So that yep. means anytime we want to promote somebody or do something, we can go out and do, and do yep. everybody's going to want to see us again. They know who we are now. You're paving so, the road for yourself in all reality. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I got, it, I got my... I got my girl, and we're going to go bowling now. <laughs> we're we're going to go beer and bowling. Right on. And I, I got my two-year-old. Well, she ain't two yet, but she's getting there. My little kookadoo. You know? <laughs> and they all they go, why'd you name her kookadoo? I go, I don't know, but she just is a kookadoo, and I'm a nicknaming son of a bitch. <laughs> so, so, hey, look, I'll start sending you, uh, oh, well, you know what? You should come and lay one of the songs with us. That way, uh. I'm going to see if I can work that out. When we come back from filming, uh-huh. maybe I can fly you out to the studio and you can lay a, a song with me for the soundtrack. Right on, man. I'd love okay. to. I'd love yeah. to. Listen, man, thank All you right. for coming on tonight. We're going to we're gonna be doing a ton of stuff with you. We'll definitely be doing live from the races. Well, so, I'm going to uh, see you guys for the street vibrations, right? You're going to yeah. come over to yep. and meet everybody. Absolutely. Hey, I love you guys, and thank you for the publicity and everything. I really appreciate everything you do, bro. Love you too, Charlie. You take it easy, man. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Long show tonight, man, but really good one. I'm I'm super stoked that we got so many people and uh and actually got through all of it and through all the news. Thank you guys for being patient with us while we got this worked out. Um I think that's about it. It has to be. I have to pee. I know, I have to pee too. <laughs> A lot of wine going all on. All that right rated. Yeah, man. Um, like I said, this is this is coming to you courtesy of the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney Studio. We want to thank them and all of the sponsors, everyone who carries the show. If you're watching while we're doing the show, there's logos going up in the corner. Every one of those people is responsible for carrying this feed. Hot Leathers, um, SNS, Motion Pro, the Buffalo Chip, just to name a few. Thank you guys so much. Um, thank- and if you guys can share it, that's what's yeah, going to keep us going. Everybody share it. I'm hungry. Who's hungry? Carlos. Oh, he just cheeseburger. <laughs> Carlos made me a steak? <laughs> hey, it's going to be cold when I get there, Carlos. Right on, man. So listen, um, until next week where we'll be coming to you from live from the Cherokee Rally um, on the Blue Ridge Parkway. Where possibly we're in the rain. Possibly in the rain. But live one way or another. Um, until next week. Same chopper time. Same chopper channel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> with another episode of Shop Talk. Be nice to each other. Go ride your motorcycle.